casual wrestling fans, the biggest week in wrestling history, or recent wrestling history, uh, has come to an end. And we're here to bring it to you. And then we will come to an end. <sighs> oh, I'm just I'm just so exhausted from all the wrestling going on. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Tell me about it. Tell me about it. You went to one of the wrestlings. I I went to the wrestling thing that was the scariest one to attend. <laughs> uh they, on purpose and on accident. Before we get there, did you uh were were you wearing any wrestling merchandise there? I was wearing my giant bomb Gertzfield shirt. Gertzfield? What? Yeah, he did a Jeff Gerstman did a playthrough of really bad PS2 uh Garfield games, <laughs> so Mm. Uh, yeah. I was gonna say, were you wearing your, like, Monday Night Rollins shirt? Because if you did, it, I would imagine it'd be, like, the episode of the King of King of the Hill where they're trying to get out of the Texans stadium after the Cornhuskers beat the Texans. Not the Texans, the Longhorns. <laughs> you know exactly what I'm talking about, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I make it a rule that if I go to an event where there can be a favorite, I don't wear any merch that could be recognizable because too many times at... Sacramento Kings games, wearing LeBron stuff or Celtic stuff, or at just whatever. Have I been approached like, hey man, fuck you. Fuck you. So I didn't risk it. I did not. I, I don't do that. That's that's understandable. Also, this is the state where people get killed for things like that. And I know it's like, there's a 0.00041% chance of being killed over wrestling. But I won't take that chance. I feel like uh, wrestling is probably going to be more likely than sports, like real sports. TM. <laughs> yeah, we're a we're a Monday Night Raw shirt to a Dynamite. Oh no! I when when we get to go to a Dynamite taping, we are absolutely wearing Roman Reigns shirts. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I, I'll do that. I'll do that. We'll, we'll um, get decked out in the Ro- in the Roman fucking tactical vest and gloves. And, and <laughs> holy shit! I have the hair for that. I have the hair. Every yeah. time uh, someone like sets up their finisher, like if Kenny does like the V trigger pose, we just go ooh ah. Hell yeah! <laughs> because my my goal would be for uh, security to take us out of there, and then whoo, we could uh. We could bring down the fucking ceiling. You guys were mad about WWE taking out people with AEW shirts. Well, guess what? Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> Not the fact that um, would be annoying. It's 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 no. <laughs> mm-hmm. The only wrestling shirts I'm ever comfortable wearing anywhere are my NXT shirt because NXT is a product <laughs> I can defend. <laughs> uh, more so now than ever, and my Velveteen Dream shirt. Uh, Actually, two sweeted someone in the mall last week. Hell yeah! He was like, "Yeah, Velveteen Dream," and I was like, "Too sweet, brother!" <laughs> and we both threw it up. That that felt pretty good. That is the third or fourth too sweet that my Velveteen Dream shirt has gotten. <laughs> so, if you wanna if you want a barometer out there, everybody for Velveteen Dream, he's well liked. <laughs> Before we talk about Velveteen Dream, though, we have a lot of other shit to go through. And now that we're in a new era of uh, wrestling going from about two things to talk about to uh, (laughs) probably five or six things to talk about a week, if not more, we're just going to skim through shit. We're just going to talk about 
stuff that's worth talking about even more so we're going to talk about stuff we liked and if stuff is bad enough that it's worth talking about yeah so sorry if we don't hit all Lacey Evans and um what 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 it was and Helico and the other guy in the, that tag team so, that got beat up by... Not, not even, like, beat up. Here's what happened. I want to start off the show with that. I'm thinking, because we'll talk... As soon as we get done with this, we'll just talk about Raw, because Raw happened first, the season premiere, whatever. Yeah. The most embarrassing okay. part of AEW Dynamite was, look, it's, it's Jay and Silent Bob ringside. Jack Evans and Angelico come out to be like, you fucking suck. You know, the only good movie you've made is Clerks. Everything else you've made is just coasting off of Clerks, and it hasn't really been that good. Mallrats is okay. Clerks 2 is kind of acceptable. Jane Silent Bob Strikes Back has some funny moments. But, like, uh, Chasing Amy is fucking disgusting. That's a fucked up movie. Uh, <laughs> in, like, a 2019 context, I think if I would have saw it, it came out, I'd be like, this is kind of... Okay, but in 2019, it's, like, disgusting. I've, I've never seen it. Um, uh, Ben Affleck is really into this lesbian girl, and then he, he like, why won't you date me? And she's like, I like girls. And at some point, he dates her, and then the relationship falls apart. It's fucking stupid. Okay, so, like, the first part of that sounds like there could be something to, like, okay, I understand. Yeah, now yeah it's not even him. People don't have to like me. Yeah. The only good part about it is because it's like the fourth or fifth fucking uh, Kevin Smith movie with the Jay and Silent Bob characters. Uh, there's a part where Jay, like, Silent Bob says something, and Jay's like, yeah, this fucker only speaks up when he thinks he's saying something that's, that's like, deep and meaningful, but we all know it's bullshit. It's like, at least you're self-aware, buddy. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh... And then... Private Party came out to confront Jack Evans and Angelico. It was just like a weird confrontation. Yeah. Um, it was not great, but it was a celebrity ringside. Yeah. I just thought like and of all the Kevin people. Kevin <laughs> Smith has definitely now had his hand in at least every single type of entertainment possible. He can say that. He can say that for sure. <laughs> so, uh... Monday Night Raw, the season premiere on September 30th, 2019. It feels like it's been a year since this happened. Yeah. I, I'm only going to remember probably like half of this. But I will not forget uh, Brock Lesnar beating the shit out of Rey Mysterio and Dominic Mysterio. Yeah. Is Dominic's legal last name Mysterio? <laughs> I think they just use him as a first name, but that, that'd be really funny if they just call him Dominic Mysterio. That would be... <laughs> holy shit. So, uh, the week before Rey Mysterio uh, won a number one contenders match for the Universal title at this uh, season premiere of Raw, which would have been super cool. Uh, and he's just talking about how proud he is of his son. His son's ringside. He's going to bring that title home. And he's going to make his son proud. He's he's going to, with all of his renewed confidence in wrestling, thanks to his son Dominic, he's going to uh, win that match later tonight. But then the Beast comes out. And immediately I'm like, wow, you've already ruined Raw. Great. Um... <laughs> 
and Brock Lesnar just uh, immediately just attacks Rey Mysterio, and then he, after a Dominic is getting up like, oh no, my dad, oh god, oh no, my dad, no, uh, Brock Lesnar comes out, just picks him up from over the barricade, throws him into the fucking ring post. And, uh... He's now beating the hell out of, uh... Like... Out of Dominic. Like an 18, 19-year-old kid. (laughs) I think on commentary somebody said he was 17, and I was just like, um... No. Legal... We can probably look that up. (laughs) Just like how they work work their heights, they're gonna work their ages now. Uh... Yeah. Braun Strowman, 7 foot 1. Relax. (laughs) Braun, 7 1 and 24 years old. (laughs) Oh, man. Uh... And he just kept, like, suplexing Dominic and Ray over and over again. And it was terrifying. To the point where, like, uh... Uh, Paul Heyman looked appalled at it. Yeah. Which we've seen him, remember, a year ago when uh, Paul Heyman was, like, crying about Brock Lesnar because Brock Lesnar attacked him and then he just helped him. Oh, yeah. Yes, yeah. when it definitely seemed like they were going to be split apart. Yeah. It was all just a work yeah, I to uh, trick Roman Reigns. You got worked into a shoot, Roman. <laughs> it was a work within a work. To, uh, that's that's too much. Bur- See, this stuff like this, like, I wouldn't think about otherwise if it wasn't wrestling. Like, if it was, if it was like, actors in a movie, I'd be like, oh, whatever. But, <laughs> yeah, it was... It was rough. It is the most interesting thing Brock Lesnar has done since we've been watching. And I think probably since his comeback. I know a lot of people think it's interesting when he took out John Cena. And that's where Suplex City started. But uh, I guess we didn't watch through the Cena era. So we don't get that like kind of catharsis that some people probably felt. Yeah, I definitely think it's the best thing since at least... Uh, probably sometime in 2017. I can say that for sure. Because everything between then and now has just kind of been... He's big and scary, and Heyman cuts the promo, and then he suplexes the guy. And the match will either be pretty good or just five seconds long. Like Finn Balor. That was pretty good. That went on a long time. There was also a Miz TV with Ric Flair and Hulk Hogan. What you gonna do, brother? One WWE has just assumed you've forgotten about be me me being racist, brother. I'm just gonna bring you back and try to capitalize off of you as much as I can, brother. What you gonna do, brother? One, we don't have a lot of proof of Ric Flair being bad, but if you listen to stories, there's no way he wasn't horrifyingly racist in the territory days, brother. Oh yes, because that's a. Uh... You know, that's where Triple H got his inspiration in his feud with Booker T, right? That makes me very uncomfortable. Because, like, I I get it. I can... I I don't think it's acceptable. Like, if you tried to do a racist heel in 2000... uh, in, In, like, 1990 on, that'd be too far. But, like, 1970-something, I think, uh... I, I can understand why you're perfectly they do that. within your like your wheelhouse there. The problem is it depends on where you do it because if you do it in certain places, then they they're like, well, he's the good guy. <laughs> yeah, 
I agree with him. He's cool. <laughs> so they just like Hogan and Flair were arguing and then revealed that they're going to have one more sort of match or they're it's like a Survivor Series sort of thing at Crown Jewel. And uh, the two team captains on Team Hogan is Seth Rollins. And then on Team Flair is Randall Keith Orton. Which I think uh, I think those are two understandable choices. Hogan picks the guy for the current era because he's one of the championship. And Ric Flair picks uh, the guy with the most championships who's in any shape to wrestle. <laughs> yeah, or around, yeah. <laughs> oh, man, he'd love to have Cena. I think also it's supposed to be, it's definitely going to be heels versus faces. Yeah, because later on it was revealed that... Um... Rusev was joining um, Team Hogan. Hogan's yeah, team, and, and yeah, because uh, King Baron Corbin and Rusev came came out as a brawl started. Yeah, <laughs> and that means because of the stuff that happened. Well, it happened. It happened a little bit later. We'll get to that. Oh. That's probably the next thing we'll talk about. <laughs> uh. There was, uh, and there, there's some, like, decent filler matches, like Ricochet versus Cesaro. I think the one we had on the most recent Raw as we're recording, uh, was incredible with Ricochet. That was an amazing showcase that they had last night. But we'll get there yeah. a little later. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of showcase stuff happening, and even some of the pay-per-view was just showcasing. Yeah, a lot of the stuff they seem to be doing is, hey, there's a draft coming up, here's here's for you to remember those people exist. Yeah. Um, there was a Firefly Funhouse uh, match that was... It was just a ni- nice, easy thing, where... Uh, they were talking about uh, how sad it is that Rambling Rabbit has passed away. But uh, Hell in a Cell is soon. And The Fiend is going to hurt the Beast Slayer. Yeah. Uh, Bray Wyatt locked Rambling Rabbit. That was the one that was on Friday. Oh, okay. Alright. <laughs> this is... We've, it's been a week, so yeah. excuse me. Alright. Um... Yeah, then I then I don't entirely remember this segment. Um, you want to talk about the main event of the season premiere of Raw two weeks ago? Oh man, or it was so good. Uh, so yeah. after after helping Seth Rollins uh, in the Miz TV segment, um, they Rusev went backstage and everyone was like. I, I think Char- Charlie Caruso was like, hey, everyone wants to know where Lana is. He's like, I don't want to talk about Lana. Uh, but I heard that Seth Rollins needs a challenger. I want him to challenge me. I want to challenge him right now for the universal title. And they they got it. Rusev. Is yeah. Universal- Rusev versus Seth Rollins. Yeah, Rusev versus U- Universal cha- Champion Seth Rollins. And Rusev is now Universal Champion, right? 
Yep. <laughs> yep, definitely. So the match started at like 8:55. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. That's a, If that's not a tell. I just I wish when they I mean, it's partially my fault for not being so engrossed in the show. I don't look at my phone to see the time. But uh, I feel like people probably did this, especially back in the Attitude Era, like, oh, fuck, it's two minutes left. Who, what is going to happen as Austin's rolling in with a beer truck? Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So they, they start off a match. Uh, and there, there's a spot where uh, Rusev hits Rollins with a Machka kick. But someone's music hits. We haven't heard it in a while. And he's back to dominate. Oh, he's dominating. He's, <laughs> yeah. he's dominating something, all right. So I was, I was already like, hell yeah. Bobby Lashley. Why is he interrupting this match? I don't know. He's going to hit his favorite pose on the top of the ramp, right? And then... I just assumed he was going to be like, hey, you two guys are in... Uh... You two guys are in that match with Hogan and, and Flair. I won't be in that, too. Yeah, I thought it was going to be something like that. He's like, you know, I deserve a Universal Championship shot. But, uh, no. There's no- Which he still does. Yeah. He beat Roman, damn yep. it. <laughs> it's kind of like, uh, there's a couple people who, similar to uh, what happened to R-Truth, except R-Truth immediately got replaced by Nia Jax this year, uh... Where they never officially entered, and I know some people always joke around, like, they're still in the Rumble. They still need to be eliminated, or else they should get their title shot. I think Curtis Axel is yeah. one of them, that yep. he's never made it. Because I think he, he bit it on, like, pre-show stuff. Is like, months after, he's like, I'm still in the Rumble. Who was it that who was it that one year that just kept getting stepped on by people? It was Heath Slater. Yeah, and then uh, oh, he did. He did come in and get eliminated. Yeah, because I remember it was last last rumble where it was Heath Slater who kept just getting like stomped and beat up, and then Sheamus thought he'd be funny and take him into the ring, and then immediately Heath Slater eliminated Sheamus. Yeah, Sheamus. Yeah, that was that was solid. Sheamus might be that back. Was soon. Very funny. Oh, good. <laughs> Don't reunite the bar, please. <laughs> and they're definitely gonna do that because that's why Cesaro hasn't done anything. Yeah. They've just been waiting for, to reunite the bar, which is <laughs> shitty. But I mean, at least they'll have a tag team they give a shit about. So, uh, yeah, I think Lashley's just there to dominate, get talk about how he deserves a world title shot, whatever. But then porn music starts playing, <laughs> porn music. especially with what's going on right now. Lana is back. She's here. Everyone's been wondering where Lana is. Well, here she is. And she just fucking wraps her arms around the Dominator and just... They're just mashing faces, kissing and making out. And towards the end, she's like lifting her leg up around him. Just like, oh my god. And I'm I'm cackling at this. It's incredible. This is the best thing for yeah. Bobby Lashley since his favorite pose. Do you think that's how he got Lana? Is like they were backstage and <clears throat> I don't know I don't know if Bobby Lashley is married in real life or not, but I'm just gonna I'm just gonna go along that K is backstage as well and he's talking to Leo Rush and he's like, Hey, I just it's just been a while since since my last my last relationship. I'm just 
I'm just so down. He's like, he's like, I'll be a wingman, big man. Come on, let's go, big man. Hey, look, look at her. <laughs> it's the ravishing Russian Lana, big man. Come on, hit her with, hit 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 her with the the bicep pose and like doing that thing. Hit her hit her with your favorite pose, and she just like fell to the floor and like. <laughs> yeah. That's that's almost definitely what happened, and then that's why Leo Rush is gone because <laughs> he's scared of Rusev. <laughs> yeah. We figured it out. No, because Bobby Lashley was like, "Get out of here!" <laughs> I, I bought you enough V bucks. Get out of here! I bought you enough V bucks. Yeah, <laughs> that's enough V bucks to last you forever. Now go away. You can't buy Supreme with V bucks, uh, Leo. Sorry. <laughs> Has Supreme done a collab with Fortnite? No, but I don't want them to. Because that that skin would be like $17,000. As stupid as... If, you, if you're able... If you, I don't know. They don't use like loot boxes. How do they do skins in Fortnite? I don't know how it works. It's just all a cart you buy them. Oh. I was going to say, if you, the it uh, comes with a ticket to New York and a guide on how to use dead ass. <laughs> just walk around Brooklyn yeah. saying deadass playing Fortnite with my Supreme skin on my Galaxy S oh no never mind we're talking about Supreme my iPhone 11 XS Max Pro <laughs> Turbo Deluxe 14 cameras championship on the back. edition yeah yeah <laughs> god you would deadass never catch me using an Android phone <laughs> so so uh, Lana has left Rusev for the Dominator Bobby Lashley, and I, I think uh, I was thinking, oh no, this is how Seth Rollins is gonna get the win, but the power started to go out, and I'm like, oh no, Rusev is in the ring. He just came back, and, and this is gonna happen. But uh. No, uh, the fiend Mandible Claude Rollins on the on ringside. Yeah, and that's how we close and out the show I, in a very good. Yeah, ending. they are probably just going to put Bobby Lashley on Team Flair, and then Bobby Lashley and Rusev can have a moment in the ring at Blood Money Part Nine. Um, but it's not going to mean anything. <laughs> and that crowd's probably not going to care a whole lot. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't think any crowd really would because they haven't done a great job of this. I'll talk a little bit more about this during Hell in Cell, when we <laughs> talk about Hell in Cell. Right now, though, if that's all for the the Raw Monday premiere uh, a week ago, yeah, let's talk about Season 1, Episode 1 of All Elite Wrestling Dynamite. So... I missed the first match because of my internet. No, because I, because oh. I, w- I had to stay late after work. And then I missed the third match because of an internet outage. Oh, okay. So the first and third matches you had, you didn't see. Yeah, but I was able to watch the rest. So, and I watched it with my mom. All right. Okay. I mean, she's... So the first match... She, my mom was- is all elite. <laughs> okay, good. I'm pretty sure my dad is all elite after this, too. Um, so the first match, I mean, the first person to ever enter the ring in on AEW Dynamite is uh, 
the man himself, Cody Rhodes, and uh, Chief Brand Officer Brandy Rhodes. Where's Pharaoh? Uh, hopefully at home where he belongs. <laughs> <laughs> hopefully at home, not being afraid by of Pyro. Oh yeah, that's something we should quickly mention for all the shows. Is there's just Pyro all over the place. Yep. Oh, I got stories about Pyro too. Oh, for down. Does so. it hurt? Yeah, it's stories. <laughs> uh, when you're that close, yeah, 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 it hurts a lot. Um. So yeah, uh, Cody versus Sammy Guevara, best in the world. What is his? Uh, I can't remember what it is. The best alive or something like that. I feel really bad, but um, I will say it was a solid match. It went on a long time. Uh, a good amount of time, not a long time. It's a two-hour show, so you can open the show with a 30-minute match. Cody ended up rolling Sammy up with a small package at the end. And then after securing the victory, uh, Tony Schiavone came into the ring and wanted to get an interview from Cody. You know, first ever match in AEW. It's the first win on Dynamite ever. What do you what do you think? And then Guevara came in to interrupt him, which gave uh, Chris Jericho, who is scheduled to face Cody Rhodes for the AEW World Title, enough time to assault Cody from behind uh, with a with a chair. Uh, so that kind of sets up what's going on between Cody and uh, and and Jericho. Does it make Sammy a heel? Yes. I don't know. Yes? Okay. I think especially considering the end of the show, he is definitely a heel. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah, that's right. Okay. I think he's, he, so the he's sec- just like a cocky young kid. Maybe they'll do like a he fell in with the wrong people. And maybe he'll get better over time. But we will see. Uh, match two was Brandon Cutler versus MJF. Now, I don't know... If Brand, I did no research on Brandon Cutler, which I should have for this show. But on commentary, they talked about how he came up with the Bucks and stepped away from wrestling for a long time to have a family. Hmm. I don't know if this is true or if this is just a work, because this is someone who likes Dungeons and Dragons and has a D9 on his pants. D12. 20. D12. Oh, 20, excuse me. Um... So, yeah, I don't know if this is just, like, something that was made up, but I could believe that he came up with the Bucks. I could believe that much. And if if this all worked out that he was against MJF, but his thing is also like, yeah, I'm a wrestler who likes D&D, <laughs> that's, that's pretty cool. I know that's that's why uh, MJF tweeted the, the picture of, I don't play Dungeons & Dragons. Yeah, that's yeah, that's smart. Uh, that's all good. Yeah, and MGF cut uh, a fun promo. I just I love Maxwell Jacob Friedman because he cuts those mean old promos, and people just fucking fall for it. He's like, oh yeah, it's like he's not even doing like. Uh, it doesn't feel like hard hitting. Maybe it's because. M- Maybe there's a level where, like, I'm not actually a wrestling fan because I'm not getting into the show and booing him because I just laugh. <laughs> I think there is something to that, but I don't think you have to <laughs> boo to be a wrestling fan. Because it's just, it's just really funny 
The, the reactions to him have been more than just, like, normal I'm part of the show booing, too. <laughs> yeah. They've been kind of like, fuck him, what the fuck, dude? <laughs> like, so. <laughs> uh, after that was Hangman Adam Page versus Pac. Um, this is a match I was supposed to go on at... A double or nothing. Double or nothing yeah. in May, but ended up being cut because of Pac's obligations to uh, Dragon Gate, I believe. Yeah. Uh, but we get it here on the first ever episode of Dynamite, and it was fantastic. Two guys that can go. They had the twenty minute time limit, so it it went about fifteen, I would say. Um, an interesting part about. Pock is that he changed his Twitter name to Bastard Pock, I believe. Hmm. His Twitter handle, and they're really leaning into the 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 bastard stuff. Yeah, they can say bastard on TV apparently. Oh yeah, especially if your show's rated TV fourteen. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, you could say like double bastard. <laughs> so yeah, I- I'm fuzzy on spots because it's been a week. <laughs> yeah, but um. It was. I, I know this was a good match. All of these matches were pretty quality. Um, but yeah, Pac ended up getting the win at the end with the Black Arrow. This says here Red Arrow, but they do not call it the Red Arrow anymore. It is the Black Arrow. Did uh, WWE make him change the name? I think he's just trying to be more... I'm Game of Thrones. Evil. Dark. I'm I'm evil. Yeah. That's fair. Let's talk about uh the first ever AEW Women's Championship match between Riho and Nyla Rose. You were able to watch this, right? On my phone. Okay. All right. So, so it was mini Riho versus <laughs> versus Nyla Rose. <laughs> versus regular size Nyla Rose. <laughs> <laughs> um, Nyla Rose is in this match cuz she won the uh, Battle Royale 21 Jackpot Women's Blackjack Gambling Gambling Reference Battle Royale <laughs> at All Out. Uh, and uh, uh, Britt Baker was on commentary. She didn't talk much, though. She did not talk a lot. Yeah, I was a little disappointed. I was hoping she would talk some when shit. She, when but... she did like speak up a little bit, it did seem just like she was kind of nervous, which I do not blame her. Yeah, it's the first ever episode of Dynamite ever. It's she's definitely been like on camera before, but this is a different capacity. Yeah, like re- remember at, was it all in when uh, Dashwood was on commentary? Yeah. She was fine. Yeah, like there was no problem there at all. Yeah, but well, seems- she's obviously been on camera way more and on television way more yeah. than <laughs> Baker has been. Uh. Tenile Dashwood slash Emma is on an episode of the Edge and Christian show on the WWE network of the first season. Oh, cool. She does. Hey, <laughs> she danced. Her gimmick was just being a dancing idiot for like a year. So <laughs> she can like do, I believe that she could get anything over. <laughs> like she, you have the virtue of full sail during the dancing, right? But still like. Most people probably would have been like, look, this is really stupid and I hate doing this. <laughs> what did you think of this match? Five stars! 
this was great. This was fantastic. The only, the only part of this match that weirded me out was um, when I want to say Nyla had some sort of a weapon on the on the apron. Um, or maybe it was, maybe it was after the match. Um, when Ke- basically when Kenny came out to Riho's defense, oh, I know she uh, Nyla uh, grabbed out a chair. Yeah, I think that's what it was. I think she pulled the chair out, and then Kenny came out to help her. And it's just one of those things where it's like, it's good, and I like it partially because it's 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 representing like Kenny and Riho have a history, and they're friends, and Riho taught Kenny a lot, and Kenny taught Riho a lot, and all this other stuff. But it's also like. Just let Nyla have that heel heat and let the ref take the chair away from her mid-using it. I kind of love that spot. <laughs> and now there's like a there's like one percent of a like Riho need a little bit of help. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, yeah. Um. Mm-hmm. So, the, but but they're they're like cool with doing intergender stuff. So like maybe Nyla will power bomb Kenny at some point. <laughs> oh, I, I hope so. Uh, yeah, that'd be cool. There, there was that great spot where Nyla uh, piled up a bunch of chairs and was going to get Riho on them, but uh, ended up taking the, all of the chairs for herself because Riho rolled out of the way. <laughs> yeah, that was really good. I just love when people throw a bunch of chairs in the ring. <laughs> You just, uh, like that last woman standing match with Asuka and Nikki Cross where they're just like cartoon pulling chairs out. (laughs) Yeah, that's definitely when it clicked with me. Like, you just throw chairs in a ring and it's awesome. Like, (laughs) you can't use all those chairs, but that's how frustrated you are and how badly you want to hurt that person. I'll just put as many chairs in here as I can. (laughs) It was a fantastic match. I I feel almost silly talking about AEW Dynamite because you you should just watch it. Yeah, there's there's something about Dynamite where it's like, it's goofy, but in a way that professional wrestling should be goofy and not in a, like, WWE main roster way about half the time, where it's like, we're not, we have so much going on and so much to manage and so many people that we're just kind of, we're gonna, our main thing right now is f- fucking Rusev's wife cheating on him, <laughs> like, you know, that's... It's just kind of pure wrestling at this point because it's so early on. Yeah. And factions haven't really aligned. So if you find a way to... I think AEW Dynamite Episode 1 is available on like AEW or TNT.com for free. Oh, so, nice. Yeah. If you're listening and want to check it out, it's um, it's worth uh, checking out. Actually, now that I've said that, I kind of refuse to talk about who won this match just because I want people to go... <laughs> We can reference it next week, but I want people to go and watch this five-star match. It's <laughs> it's really good, and it's worth seeing uh, seeing what the ending was for yourself. <laughs> and, and getting to watch just a good wrestling match that has a lot of natural storytelling to it and could set up for a lot of stuff down the road. Nice. Uh, uh, the main event of the night was a six-man tag team match of the Elite versus Chris Jericho and LAX. Before we talk about how bonkers the match was because the Young Bucks are in the match, um, 
I don't think they could pay me to do uh, be elite champs with them. I don't I, know what about it is just goofy to me, even though I'll go, ooh, The, the ah. music sounds kind of dumb. Like, I'll go, ooh, ah, with Roman Reigns, but I don't know, the Be Elite stuff is just goofy to me. Yeah, but I don't know. The The Golden Elite theme is just kind of fucking goofy, because it's just what they use for the, being the Elite, right? And I get that there's, like... I get that there's, like, a through line with that. It's the theme you hear on the show. It's the theme you hear when they're together... You know, it all makes sense. But yeah, I don't... I just... Do you remember that guy that did that tried to get us to do the Be the Elite chant with him in front of that comedy club? Yes. That is... That's... That's kind of when I was like, I don't know if I would ever want to do that, <laughs> that chant. Um... I don't know. I only. I also am like kind of a dick and only like 50% participate at wrestling events. <laughs> But I don't know if it's because I went to Hell in a Cell and there was only 50% worth of stuff to participate with. <laughs> uh, but, uh, th- yeah, let's talk about this breakdown. <laughs> so, this this was, uh, I was, so, I have posed the question f- for months. And I think it's still valid because it's just been one show. Will the Bucks do these matches over and over again weekly on TV? And at least for the main event of the first show they did, which is understandable. To where it's like, if the Bucks are in a match, uh, they might as well just be a tornado tag match. <laughs> yeah, they should never establish clear rules for tag team wrestling in AEW. Just so, like, they have LAX and the Bucks and the Lucha Bros. Like, those three teams don't need to be constricted to tagging in. <laughs> so, some highlights for me before it just became, like, chaos. Um... Are Jericho still being able to fucking launch himself off the ropes? That was incredible. <laughs> oh, the the lion song. Yeah, that was incredible that he can still do that at almost fifty. Yeah. yeah. My dad's immediate reaction upon seeing Jericho was, "Damn, he's getting big," and I was like, "Yeah." And then he was watching the match, and he was like. Yeah, but nothing's changed. And I was like, yeah, it's it's pretty cool. That that was my mom. My mom was like, oh, look at those chubby cheeks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Which he always kind of had, even when he was yeah. like, in shape. So now it's like double chubby cheeks. It's too much of the bubbly. <laughs> and Omaha steaks. No. It's, he's, he's such a fucking boomer. He just loves champagne and steaks. <laughs> I know people make fun of him online for being a boomer, but it's just really funny to me whenever I see pit- whenever I see him do like boomer things, like not when he's doing the Jericho running his mouth thing, but when he just posts like selfies or pictures at weird angles. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's just an old man. He's I, it's just that I didn't grow up with a smartphone. He does he does still have the AW championship though. They were able to recover it. Thank God. Um, another highlight is just what I I I think at this point I I can't t- is it same with the Usos when the Usos wrestle I can't ever tell which one's which. Uh, so with the uh, Young Bucks uh, I can't ever tell which one's which also because I forget what their names are. <laughs> 
Matt and Nick, and let me let me go find a picture. I can tell you which one is which. Uh, but um, one of them doing the like the way that they're able to move in between the ropes is incredible. <laughs> like just how fluid they Nick are. Nick is the one with the big sideburns. Okay. Yeah. That's how I. That's how I tell the difference. <laughs> well, I can't. Nick is also four years younger. Uh, but the way they're able to move in between the ropes is incredible. <laughs> it just it feels it's so fluid, like they're not even like like they're just like cartwheeling in and out of the ropes. Yeah, they. I'm starting to understand a little bit more of it, but the gimmick itself, I think, I'll always kind of be like, ah, I'm not sure. They're fun to watch. Oh yeah, oh yeah, they are. Uh, alright, so, <laughs> let me find where this started. Um, so Omega threw out Santana and Ortiz, and as he was celebrating in the ring, the crowd started to lose their shit. <laughs> And in a in a in a moment of good camera work, Kenny's Kenny's celebrating, he's flexing, and then behind him appears a a vested silhouette, licking its lip it, lips and rubbing its hands together in in glee of having the upper hand. <laughs> it's John Moxley, <laughs> and Kenny kind of like doesn't turn around immediately, and sort of does the cartoon Looney Tunes. <laughs> He's behind me, isn't he, thing? <laughs> Kenny, Kenny, look out behind you. It's John Moxie. Oh, no, he can't hear us. He's listening to the Persona 5 soundtrack with his <laughs> AirPods in. Oh, no, Kenny. Is that, like, funky Persona music playing as he gets attacked by Kenny? By John Moxie? God, Persona music is so funky. <laughs> There's a character in Persona 4 named Funky Student. Hell, yeah. He's definitely just named Funky Student because he's the only black person in the game and has an afro. Uh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> I would hate to see what it is actually translates to in Japanese or from Japanese and isn't localized. <laughs> James Brown Student. It's <laughs> probably what it is. Okay, so uh, Moxley kind of takes Kenny uh, away. Yeah. Uh, and we're watching them at this point. Yep. <laughs> solely. He's pulling Kenny all the way to the VIP area. V big air quotes on <laughs> yeah. that. VIP area. I think it was either Jim Ross or Excalibur was like, I didn't know there's VIP. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's because it didn't exist until 15 minutes before this match started. <laughs> Laying down the red carpet, moving in those damn couches. That's where Vince McMahon was watching from. Yeah. <laughs> Yo! <laughs> yeah. So, uh, it effectively became a, a handicap match of that. And, um... Moxley, uh, did a, a mean DDT to Omega through the glass table, and then they're just dead. <laughs> Took Taking himself through the table, of course. Yeah. Jesus Christ, John. 
Yeah, so the rest of the match, I'm going to level with you. I don't remember the ending of it because I was, like, drunk off of the glass table. <laughs> I was just so, just like, hell yes. Hell yes. So, uh, basically, uh, th- there was a spear from one of the bucks. And I was like, hell yeah, Roman Reigns. I love spears. I know you guys love Roman Reigns, too. Uh... <laughs> And but the the sad thing is since it's a handicap match it's so much easier for uh, LAX and Jericho to stay fresh in the ring while the Bucks kind of wear themselves out and uh, the thing that's fun about Chris Jericho's new finisher is that matches just kind of ends end oh the the back elbow you mean the Judas effect. Okay, yeah. Because mm-hmm. he, uh... <laughs> oh, there was... Oh, there's that other spot where uh, Jericho caught uh, one of the Bucks as they're setting up to do a Meltzer driver and codebreakered him. Like, fucking Oh, yes, that was excellent. With, with the codebreaker, which just shows that, that Jericho excellent. is still just as good as he claims to be. It is Wednesday night Jericho here. Yes. <laughs> here in uh, Washington D.C., and uh, yeah, he he hit him with the juice effect for the win, and a juice effect is cool because it comes out of nowhere like an RKO. Yeah, that's that's one of those things I like about about moves like back elbows, and I've I've praised the women's right for a ton. It just Stuff should be happening, and then bam, the match is over. <laughs> it's so much better. It's it's like the it's the good version of something like the knockout punch, where Big Show's just standing in a stance for like two and a half minutes, and then he he gets RKO'd trying to do it. It's just like okay, this is stupid. <laughs> it's extra good. Uh, the Judas Effect is a great name. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, after after the bell rang, uh, Cody comes to the ring trying to save everything just for Sammy Guevara to come out and lay Cody out. You know, Cody wants revenge for what happened early in the show because of Jericho. And Sammy Guevara's like, hey, what the fuck? That guy helped me out earlier. I gotta help him out. I like him. And then uh, Dustin Rhodes came out. You know, Gold Dust. He hits the ring. Trying to save everyone. He can still he can still wrestle too. He's still really good. He's he consistently says he's in the best physical and cardiovascular shape of his life, and I believe him. <laughs> and then uh, he looks thinner than he was when he was originally Gold Dust. Uh, yeah, he's he's definitely the lowest he's been probably ever wrestling. Maybe like at the beginning he was this thin, and he's he was thinner. When we saw him, didn't he face Cena last year? Or was that? I think it was. I think it was like last January he faced Cena. He's even thinner now than he was then. So, uh, remember when he was friends with Cedric Alexander? <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> so this was uh, the Enzo days. Uh, I remember because it's really funny because he was basically being Mickey from Rocky for Cedric. 
Oh, okay. there was a, I sort of there's a spot this now. where he went for like a springboard off of the ropes and like barely launched up, and they all caught him, and it was really funny. That's okay. <laughs> I I think I remember this now. The thing I focus on the most is the natural pairing of him and Mandy Rose. <laughs> That's like that was good. Yeah. <laughs> Where's Mitch mixed match challenge? Doesn't matter how many times they'll do it, I won't be able to say it properly the uh, first time. Where was the May Young Classic this year? Oh, yeah. I mean, I kind of understand they probably with like NXT going to TV and everything. They just didn't have like time. Time to do it. But still feels kind of bad. That's not like. And probably no evolution pay-per-view this year either. Yeah. Lots of fun stuff. Well, I mean, we got King of the Ring. Give us Queen of the Ring. That was. So I'm saying, yeah, we should definitely get those things. Yeah, Queen of um, the Ring, Liv Morgan wins. W- okay, <laughs> so <laughs> it's been like three seconds, and my heart hasn't beat yet. So hold on, <laughs> but we're talking about another promotion right now. Yeah. Uh, just for a little bit longer. Yeah, he he hits him. He hits the ring, trying to like, he's trying to uh, even things out, but oh no. Someone is here to debut for AEW Dynamite Wednesday nights on TNT. <gasps> Rock and Roll Express. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> it's uh, Jack Swagger, Jake Hager. Yeah, he is as I believe Tony uh, Shivani said, undefeated in mixed martial arts. Yeah, it might only be like four fights or something I mean, like that. I thought but it was like once. Oh, I thought it. I thought it was m- like a little more than two, but less than five. Uh, let me I'm see his sure. MMA record. If they're if they're touting oh, one and zero as undefeated, two and zero. Oh, all right, okay, yeah. Um, yeah, I like that. Uh, some guy tweeted that, like the problem with AEW is that it, none of those guys look like they can kick your ass. <laughs> I'm missing baseball for this, and I was like. Did you, did you miss that Jack Hager was in the ring? Did you miss that part? Here's, like, here's the thing. Whenever I see Jack Swagger, the WWE wrestler, I'm like, I don't really get it. Why did, why did that happen? I see yet? Jake Hager, fucking about to burst out of that fucking polo in the middle of the ring. I'm like, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Also, he knee strikes he is, to Cody in the corner. He is six five. He is a monster. Yeah. That's why he got pushed. I didn't realize it until seeing him in the <laughs> ring with all of those, f- excuse me, manlets. <laughs> the other tallest person in that ring was Cody at like 6'2". And he towered above everybody else. So, I get, I, I don't get it. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not saying like I would have booked him the same way, all those money in the bank and intercontinental title wins but vince mcmahon loves tall people yeah. so that's there you go the beard helps too yeah does is vince known for liking beards i feel like he does no remember he shaves because he can't let his beard win <laughs> yeah that feels like a camp wwe joke <laughs> it does <laughs> yeah so jake hager's the big reveal um I would say it was a close to 
perfect first episode for them. Uh, and we'll see if they can keep the momentum rolling every Wednesday night on, I think it's ITV in England and TSN in Canada for all of our non-American listeners. Um, yeah. It's, it's definitely worth watching. And going back and watching the first episode, which is free somewhere. I'm, I'm plugging this as much as I can because we've plugged the network so many times. No one can say that we're WWE shills now. <laughs> uh, also, check out NWA Power on YouTube. Yeah, I'm going to do that after we're done here. It's free. Yeah, and it's just NWA... <laughs> Power, just that's the name of the account. I just, I just typed in NWA Power on YouTube and I subscribed, and that was the first thing that popped up. All right, there you go. Give Billy Corgan some of your ad rev. Yeah. Uh, the the AEW ended with I was I was hoping for an important, a very good copyright logo ending, and they gave it to us. All these heels standing in the ring, looking triumphant as they laid out, uh, Cody Rhodes, Dustin Rhodes. And the Young Bucks. Moxley and Kenny were dead backstage. Yeah. Moxley and Kenny's going to be the thing, but this definitely seems like they're doing a good job of being like, alright, these are your faces, these are your heels. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of good places. they. I, I don't want to get too into it, uh, but there's a lot of good places they could go with people like MJF um, and Sammy with these two factions now. Not even factions, but just two sides. Yeah. Just a line being drawn. Yep. There's some good places they can go with younger guys and even maybe some like big betrayals and stuff like that. But there's one thing I know for sure. John Moxley doesn't care about any of them. <laughs> He's going to he is a lone wolf literally. He's gonna <laughs> do his own thing. He's mad at Omega for telling him to play something that a video game that doesn't have Tom Clancy in the title. He he hung out with Kenny one time and he's he walked they both walked into his game room, John holding his what is it he said on that table for three? His white bread mayo and uh cool ranch Dorito chip sandwich. It's like alright, just a game room crunch. I'm gonna play some I'm gonna play some wildlands. Kenny was like, cool, I brought my Switch, I'm going to finish Mummy Demastered. And just John Moxley just looked at him with wide eyes like, what, the- what is a Switch? It's Nintendo's <laughs> thing. What is Nintendo? And he knocked it out of his hands and kicked him out of his house, and this is how all this started. I played Ghost Recon. <laughs> I don't know if you watched NXT, but I a takeover not. happened. Okay. I- That's what I'll say. I- a takeover I know about happened. the big reveal of Finn Balor. And so we'll, we'll just talk about that part where Adam Cole manages to escape uh, Matt Riddle in the NXT Championship match uh, to open the show. And then Finn Balor reveals himself <laughs> to Adam Cole like, hey, I'm coming for that. And then when the Undisputed Era retains against the Street Profits, who are definitely being drafted to SmackDown or Raw come these next couple of episodes of SmackDown and Raw. Yeah. Um, as he's out there in the ring celebrating with his boys, they're all draped in gold. Roddy's the North American champion. Uh, 
Fish and O'Reilly are tag team champions. Adam is NXT champion. Then the the, the heartbeat thing starts playing, <laughs> and Tommaso Ciampa is back. <laughs> so not only does he have to watch out for the demon Finn Balor, he now has the Blackheart on the other <laughs> side. So he's just being he's just a he, he like lost his legs in the in the rotor of the boat as the boat was leaving on its own, and there's just two massive sharks circling him. Like, the, the first ever Universal Champion. Yeah, and arguably one of the the members of one of the best feuds in the last decade of wrestling, <laughs> who is I guess just. Hella had a schedule. Like, <laughs> I did not expect him to be back, but you know, that's that's crazy. That was that was good. Yeah, there was some fun stuff on the card. Pete Dunn was there. Beat uh, Danny Birch. Um, Io Shirai beat um, Mia Yim. I'm pretty sure that um, Candice. Uh, God, I don't know how that match. I actually can't. I cannot say. I don't remember how that match ended. But I mean, if if you so if uh, if Shane and Baszler doesn't lose at War Games, uh, I'm not even gonna like. I'm not even gonna flirt with the idea of watching NXT on Wednesdays. <laughs> it's time. It's definitely time. It's been almost a year since she rebeat Kyrie Sane. Yeah. yeah. It's 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 getting ridiculous. Um, let's let's talk about uh, the premiere of Friday Night SmackDown so, on Fox. So let's talk real quick about the ratings for AW. AW pulled in one point four million. Okay. NXT yep. pulled in eight hundred thousand. It was it was like almost nine hundred. Yeah. Right. Um. So Rob did about what it normally does. Did, AEW did one point four. Yeah, I don't think Rob broke a million when I was looking at it. Really? Yeah. Wait, oh, wait. Are we talking about the Raw season premiere season or premiere. this Raw? Wow. Uh, but SmackDown because you all you need is an antenna to watch SmackDown now. Yeah. Or if you don't have an antenna, find a paperclip on the ground, stick it in the back of your TV. You can probably pick up a signal. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. 3.9 million. I'm not saying this in a they one way because that's fucking stupid, but he, nobody, <laughs> everybody's winning. That's... Yeah. But this is that's an incredible debut. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's it's good, and we talked about it a lot, and kind of like off the show and called it that like SmackDown was just going to have a lot of people watching it because now it's on a show or it's on a network where anyone, every, just uh, t- anyone can watch it. You just, you, like you said, you just find a paperclip. You just go find a weird antenna for like nineteen bucks, and you can watch SmackDown for free forever as long as it's on Fox. Put a clothes hanger uh, in the back of your TV, something. I I he, here's another thing. We're joking about the paper clips and clothes hangers. A lot of TVs just come with it. I can watch SmackDown on Fox if I just go to my TV, like the antenna input on my TV. Oh, nice! And just, just find Channel yeah. Eight. Yeah. So, um, it doesn't take anything really to do it. And to bring up the war against a between AEW and NXT, um, 
CM Punk in his Collider interview a couple weeks ago said, like, these ratings are just what these ratings are going to be, and there's nothing that you can really do about it, because everybody spends a lot of time comparing ratings now to ratings from, like, five years ago, or ten years ago, or twenty years ago, mm-hmm. and that's such a waste of time. Yep. Because... Even five years ago, when they talk about like, man, I bet they'd kill for that th- four million, they had four point five or four point nine million get they that. had in two thousand thirteen. They will never get that again because in two thousand thirteen, not as many people had access to Netflix and Hulu and Amazon Prime yeah. and all the, just whatever they want to watch at any given moment. You know, you just kind of watched wrestling because like, you just had cable. You know, that was it. And you know it's a it's the routine Monday Thursday I'm watching wrestling. Yeah. Now, uh, since people don't track these companies, don't really track the watches on DVRs on sub- subscription services like Hulu um, or WWE Network, yep. we don't really know how many people are actually watching episodes of raw and smackdown or even nxt because they can watch them you know with nxt it's a day later on the network and on hulu with uh smackdown and raw on hulu it's the the next day and a lot of people use that to catch up you just let it accrue over like a month and then you have like four hours of wrestling to watch and then you can watch the pay-per-view you know like the next day live so so uh, the rating stuff is weird. So uh, that people put so much stock. Yeah, into there's it. no reason for us to care about ratings here. Like, uh, even during the Monday Night Wars, there was no reason for. Uh, it was like an arguing point for like 17 year olds at lunch. Like, no, Goldberg gives more ratings, so Stone Cold does. Uh, yeah, but the only people it matters to are advertisers. Yeah. And I would say during Monday Night Wars, it's one of those things where it's like the ratings were so important to both of those companies that it pushed them to do crazy yeah. shit. Like <laughs> Mankind winning the world title or Alundra Blaze throwing the WWE women's title in the trash. You know, like it, it gave you those crazy moments, but that's never going to happen again because nobody is watching television at all anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't matter. This is one of the only things that gets me to watch live television ever. <laughs> this time of from from like now until like June, I watch TV because the NFL and the NBA, and then the rest of the time I'm exclusively watching WWE and now AEW and NXT. So it's going to get me to watch more cable. The rest of the time, I I don't I, I just don't here's, I just don't at here's all. the other secret at least for me. I don't even watch like TV shows on Netflix anymore. I don't watch, like, Netflix original, this show. I don't watch weekly uh, episodic drama on HBO, Showtime, whatever. I just, if I'm not watching wrestling, I'm watching some dickhead on YouTube be like, well, this video game existed at in this year. <laughs> I watch a lot of that, but I, 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 I can't say I do watch a lot of, like... <laughs> Stuff like Glow and True Detective and, and, and shit like that. So. We kicked off. Yeah. Would you, we kicked off SmackDown with the man, Becky Lynch. You know, Raw's champion. 
<laughs> yeah, we haven't quite had a draft yet, so uh, the lady with the red belt is on the show with the blue logo. <laughs> yeah. uh, the the SmackDown and Raw both have really nice new sets. I like Raw's like just full bleed set that also looks like a Tony Hawk level. Um, Roz does? Yeah, because it's like, it's yeah. like a half pipe, quarter pipe ramp <laughs> uh, up on the Titantron. And SmackDown has the like, it's really cool when the entrance looks like they're walking through like an actual entrance instead of just appearing out of the side. Yeah, I was never really a fan of that. But that's, that's what it looks like. It reminds me of like Monday Nitro or... When uh, AEW does it, but also when Impact used like a tunnel. Like, I think that looks really cool. Yeah, I think the tunnel looks good. Be uh, uh, <laughs> um, I think the tunnel looks good because you can get the angle from the back. Yeah. <laughs> that, that always looks cool. AEW hasn't done that yet, but we both watch a fair amount of Impact on Twitch, which is just reruns of old pay-per-views. <laughs> And uh, that always looks really cool. Um, yeah, I I like the Raw set a lot, but the SmackDown set feels more. It definitely feels more extravagant, but there's some there's some simplicity in the Raw set that I'm just kind of <laughs> like, yeah, that makes sense. It's just one. It's like a. It's just one big wave, and it's all one big screen. Yeah, like it's it it, it looks it looks really good. And of course, Pyro's back. Becky doesn't get Pyro. Becky gets the big steam thing like she had before, before they got rid of Pyro the fourth time or <laughs> when, whatever it was. Oh, so much Pyro! I love it. Yeah, there's a. Oh yeah, there's a lot of Pyro. <laughs> Becky has the. Uh, she has like smoke machines. Yeah, <laughs> it's sweet. Yeah. Going back to the steampunk, yeah. Becky. Just, just a little bit. Yeah. Uh. She's off to kick. She's here to kick off the show when, uh, very quickly, the king Baron Corbin enters because he's the king. He won King of the Ring. It should be, uh, his his night. You know, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, before he could do anything, there's someone who's back. Huge pop. Huge pop. Massive. The biggest pop you could ever get, really. Yeah. Next to Cult of Personality playing. Uh, yeah. And the and the glass shattering. Those are the only ones I can think of. I think I think the only time you could get a bigger like when Stone Cold shows up, you get a pretty big pop. I think the rocks is bigger just because he never shows up. I think the only way the biggest pop you could get is if one or the other happened first and the other came out. Like, if you, any combination of Stone Cold and The Rock confronting each other happening will get the biggest pop imaginable. Definitely. <laughs> Definitely. Oh, remember when WWE knew, like, we have the two biggest stars in the world? We have to savor this. Uh, yeah. Now when they have big stars, they just kind of are like, hmm, whatever. Yeah, like having Seth Rollins versus Daniel Bryan. 
Seth Rollins has never beat Daniel Bryan, and then he beats him before a match at a pay-per-view because Daniel Bryan isn't doing anything. It's, if you smell what The Rock is cooking, do you smell what The Rock's cooking? A chicken dinner, a PUBG victory. <laughs> I was blown away by just... I mean, I imagine it's not a skill you fall out of, but just how quick he's able to snap into The Rock mode. Yeah, it was instant. Considering he hasn't been on WWE TV for three plus years or whatever yep. it is, the I think the most surprising part of it for me is how easy it is for him to snap into talking in third person. Oh yeah, yeah. He probably walks through that uh, through that curtain and it's just you know, it, it's like a switch. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He becomes the Rock. He's no longer Dwayne the Rock Johnson. He is just the Rock when he. He's just the yeah. Rock. And my mom was like nearly in tears, excited. <laughs> yeah, it was it was a really good segment. They basically just ripped on Corbin. Yeah, I um, I, I like it because it it has the effect of like I just like Corbin be like, "Come on, I don't deserve this." Yeah, you guys have to respect me. It's uh, what's what's a way I can. The only comparison I can think of is like an ROTC kid. <laughs> That's a good one. I'd go with that one. Just, yeah, we can go with that. It's like uh, I don't. I I never really interacted with ROTC kids when I was at Douglas. But did you ever know any that were like in middle school? They were like sixty pound scrawny nerds, and then in high school they joined ROTC, and they're like, "Why doesn't anyone think I'm cool now?" There were definitely a lot of people that joined and were just kind of like, this is a thing for me to do. <laughs> and and because I had the in with uh, Alex and Daryl, they were always just like, yeah, they fucking suck. They don't do anything. <laughs> They're just like, yeah, I'm going to be I'm going to be like a big guy in the military. And Alex is like, when did you decide this? And they were always like. Ooh, like at the beginning of the school year. <laughs> Considering that, that that's basically Alex's life up till age like. 21 <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> that's really funny um yeah they just uh it, Corbin would be like no <laughs> oh come on i'm cool guys <laughs> please come on uh, he uh he got the new nickname for baron corbin being std Oh hell yeah! I just, I love The Rock telling him he looks like a virgin. That's really funny. I didn't. I don't remember that part, but that sounds like he just laid <laughs> he into just him. Fucking gave it to Corbin, and it was so good. Yeah. 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 Uh, along with with it, they. Uh, it's just you know how good The Rock is on 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 the mic, everybody. So, here's The Rock on the mic in 2019. You got it. Here you go. Are you happy? It's fun. <laughs> He's still got yeah. it. it. Then he rock bottoms Corbin, and then Becky drop kicks him, and then uh, The Rock does people's elbow, and that, and then that's it. Yeah. My mom uh, calling out the the move names and just, like, jumping and giggling. He's the most electrifying man in entertainment now, not just sports. Yes. Sports and entertainment. <laughs> he is in the the biggest movie, one of the biggest movie franchises that aren't like superheroes. 
that aren't Disney owned, really. <laughs> Seth Rollins versus Shinsuke Nakamura when they first announced, I was like, "What the fuck? Are they seriously gonna just fucking kill Nakamura's championship, like, just because SmackDown?" But uh, the match barely happened. <laughs> yeah, the fiend immediately interrupted. Yep. <laughs> And Mandible clawed him. <laughs> because there was the, uh, on the F- Firefly Funhouse, that's where they took put Mercy the Buzzard and uh, Ramblin' Rabbit and Seth Rollins cosplay in a little cage. <laughs> and that was, that was just so funny because it's like cut to brace, like, oh man, oh god, that looks like it hurts. as like stuffing is flying at him. <laughs> it's just pounds of stuffing. <laughs> yeah that was that was good so yeah so that match never even started and brace was just continuing to set up like hey i'm coming for you on sunday hey there was that uh there was that ladder match yeah, that was supposed to be at hell in a cell right i'm not making that up am i I think it was always scheduled for smackdown but i just don't think it was very clear until like some point between the Raw premiere and then SmackDown. Mm. They definitely could have put this on the Hell in a Cell card. But this was a fantastic ladder match. Uh I I would have I would have enjoyed it even more without a commercial break. Yeah. Because uh one it switched from <laughs> So when it cut from commercial and came back, the, like, tides of the match had completely shifted, which... Yeah. <laughs> they're in a giant... They're in the fucking staple Center. I don't blame them for, uh... For not, like, taking commercial breaks into consideration. It, like, there's two halves of it where... Part of it's like, oh, fuck, I wish I could have seen that. But also, like, it comes back into, like, major stuff happening. And that feels like how it should be. Yeah, it should just move. That's the thing is for live audiences, you shouldn't just have guys lay on the ground for three minutes of commercials. Yeah, that's yeah that that makes seeing it live suck. Shane, you know, killed himself by jumping from the ring to one of the announce tables. He was he smashed Owens with with a ladder. Um, when when we caught uh. When he come back from the commercial, he uh, Kevin Owens frog splashed Shane through a ladder. God, I think, I think the worst of it though was when uh, it looked like Owens was was gonna grab the briefcase. Um, Shane knocked uh, Owens into the corner, put up a ladder up against Kevin, and did a coast to coast. Kicking a ladder into Kevin Owens, right into his face. It was like a perfect. I was like perfectly executed, dude. Whenever they kick ladders, I'm always like, "Oh fuck, this is gonna end badly." But it looked pretty good, and uh, somehow Kevin Owens was able to through the energy of SmackDown Live on Fox. They he was able to climb up the ladder. He was able to recover, power bomb. Shane into a ladder, then climb up, grab the briefcase, and proof that Kevin Owens is the best. It's just so fucking cool. Is him like beating his head into the briefcase? 
Oh yeah, Alex. yeah. He was stoked, <laughs> and I wonder what they're gonna do with Shane, or if he's actually just not gonna be on. Gotta hope that's it. Oh, uh, what what else happened with this? Is after he won the briefcase, he's like, hey, he's he'll, like when he grabs him, like, hey, Shane. And like got up to him, you're fired, and then stunnered him. Yeah, yeah, hell yeah, stunner, stun Owen, stun. Kevin Owens is so fucking cool. <laughs> yes, he is. Shane is fucking. Shane dead. McMahon is gone. He, he, He's fired. He better stay gone too. Um, during a showcase match involving the teams of Braun Strowman, The Miz, Heavy Machinery versus. Raw Tag Team Champions, Dolph Ziggler, Robert Roode, AJ Styles, and Randy Orton. Oh. Uh, Braun Strowman started a rivalry with Tyson Fury by throwing people into the barricade in front of Tyson Fury and his family. So now WWE is in bed with another bad person. Um, Has Tyson Fury done bad stuff? Oh, he's extremely sexist and homophobic. Oh. Yeah. I mean, not... He's extremely sexist and homophobic. That's not surprising. Yeah. The rumor is uh, Strowman versus Fury is going to be on the Blood Bunny card, so <laughs> give that prince what he wants, I guess. Um, Roman Reigns beat Eric Rowan. <laughs> yeah, in a lumberjack match, which was. Get, get all those fuckers out there. Get, get everyone we can get out there. Show all these people. Show all these people. Uh, we need to, we need the network to see all these people. Uh, one thing I have to say about the Lumberjack match is that on one side, it had Kurt Hawkins, Heath Slater, and No Way Jose. And I cannot think of a weaker side to have. <laughs> Kayfabe strength-wise, yeah. You, they're probably not going to be able to get anybody back in the ring. But hey, they're on TV. Not the Ascension, though. They're just, they have to have been released and we just don't know. They have to have been released. The clones. Or or they're at home. Or they're, at, they're just at home. They just sent them home like, don't worry, you'll still get paychecks, but we do not need you. Just write out your contract and then you can go wherever. <laughs> Remember the 90-day non-compete. Or is it the 30-day non-compete? <laughs> the uh, R- Roman beat Eric Rowan. I don't know what else you'd expect. Yeah, it was a... It was a good match. He did his t- over the top uh, dive it's so spot. Cool. Yeah, he 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 got all of the hits in. Uh, Superman punched the spear. The, so there's two things you gotta talk about with Roman now that it's big dog time. First is uh, at the opening of SmackDown Live, how they have like similar to Monday Night Football or like Sunday or whenever the fuck Fox has football. Um, Thursday. Thursday? Okay. Yep. Uh, where they just have, like, oh an God, intro no. thing, okay, and they're, like, showcasing all the stars and everything. The end <laughs> is, like, all these legends, like Triple H, The Undertaker, The Rock, and then, like, Ric Flair. <laughs> Flair Hogan. And this, thing, this, like, capsule opens up, and it's Roman Reigns. <laughs> And even better, he does his he does like his entrance thing where he like cocks his fist like the ooh-ah thing and punches the ground and it sends out a shockwave annihilating all the faceless entities that that are in the crowd. The whole arena blows up. In the, yeah, it's, it's one of the best intros it's so ever. Fucking cool. And, it's one of the best intros and, uh, ever. 
also at his entrance there's a pad on the ground i think when he asked that question the other day when we weren't recording about if it's just there so he's not punching the ground or stuff pyro it's definitely like a switch like a pressure sensor that when he hits it the pyro goes off i was able to see that in action on sunday it definitely is a switch (laughs) it definitely is a switch it's like uh, if you've played Minecraft before, it's like if you hook up redstone to a pressure sensor. <laughs> Fucking name. Roman Reigns uses a redstone switch to turn his pyro on. Oh my god, he does. He's just, he just like, yo dog, Ambrose showed me how to do this. <laughs> yeah. Uh, main event. Uh, Brock squashed uh, Kofi in nine so, seconds, and then let's uh, let's delve into how telegraphed and bad this was. One, Brock gets pyro. Two, Kofi, WWE champion, doesn't get pyro. Kofi no Kingston, pyro. WWE champion, does not get Biggie to go. Ah. Yep. Uh, Co- and then just jumped right onto he his shoulders. Hopped up onto his back. Uh, this has an A plus. This person's fucking stupid. Um, because uh, let's say that there's no like redeeming like thing about what happens after. It was an th- there should be a better conclusion to his historic title reign. Is very important to many people. Title reign. His, uh, it's, it, his, there's so much stuff that outside of the very blatant racial connotations behind his title reign, there's so many other things that are important, like the fact that he worked hard for this company for 11 years and never got a singles match for the WWE Championship. That is insane. Like, they kind of gloss over that. Just, they, they hide the, they hide the part that he never had a singles match for it. But they just hide the fa- they they just go with he never won it in eleven years. The fact that he never his first singles match for that belt was at WrestleMania against Daniel Bryan that is insane. Eleven years into the run, yeah, uh, just to be thrown away because uh, the sports network will like the sports guy. Yeah, uh, because what happened afterwards is. Uh, Rey Mysterio is looking for revenge because Dominic and him got beat up by by uh, Lesnar. So let a bro or excuse me, Ray brings his pal, uh, former UFC heavyweight champion Kane Velasquez, to the ring to beat up Brock Lesnar. And it's and Kane Velasquez is in no shape at all. He has wrestled two matches. <laughs> I mean. I don't. I honestly don't want to talk about this. So, but here's it's, here's where I was in such shock and disbelief. <laughs> my mind was willing to go fucking crazy places. Uh, so the match ends. Brock Lesnar. Um, apparently the end of the night was about as bad as it was uh Sunday night when camera stopped rolling. <laughs> oh yeah, and and they're not going to admit they're wrong on that one because the, the Friday night was a business decision. But uh, this is e- yeah. So uh, my mind went just fucking wild places. Rey Mysterio's music hits, 
And I'm like, oh, of course, because of what happened on Monday. But then Ray takes a while to come out. I don't know if it's like on purpose to build suspension. Uh, Kane Velasquez was looking at his phone because wrestling's fake. Uh, I've read that he's like a lifelong fan of it, but I don't like these MMA guys in my wrestling. Um, And and this one in particular is just, hey, do you want to see a worked fight, even though they've already actually fought each other? I was like, they're taking forever. What do you learn from this? Nothing. I was like, maybe this is where all the CM Punk rumors are going. I don't know. Please give me something exciting to make up for it. Let fucking... Let... Uh, CM Punk drop a pipe bomb about how ridiculous it is that uh, this man who doesn't do anything gets paid tons of money to ruin the company like Moxley said which is absolutely true five time champion uh, he has this is his first televised match in general in like 15 years it's not good nope it's very bad it was very, very the, bad. The whole thing and why Brock Lesnar is scared is because this guy has beat the shit out of him in real life. He's not officially signed and he's injured and he's out of shape, so this might not even happen <laughs> at all. He's not... If his knees hurt, he's not going to be able to get in shape for leaving for Saudi Arabia on probably the 25th, so which is in uh, 17 days. So... Um, yeah, they might have just done something to... To fuck over Kofi to set up something that might not happen. For the sports show. They have the real sports. They want to... It's very presented like a real sport, which I think looks nice. I think the way the cameras look, the like lighting is brighter, which looks nice. Uh, the pre-show coverage was really cool. Do you know if that's like a weekly thing or if it's just for the premiere? Um... Did you watch the pre-show? Yeah. Oh, what lighting are we talking about? Everything just seemed brighter for Friday night. Oh, I think it. I think it. It overall was. It doesn't seem that way on Raw, right? Yeah. But we'll see on Friday if it's dimmer than it definitely was. Just a. We gotta make sure people like this, and then we can go back to being shitty. <laughs> um. Yeah. I like a lot of the stuff about the new presentation. I like that Pyro's back. I like the new song. I like the new opening. I like the new set. Um, I like that they have Corey the... Corey Graves still manages to be annoying, even though there's two people on commentary. Yeah. I do like the that they're coming down to the ring and they have the one, two, three uh, stats about them. Yeah, yeah. The, 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 the facts about the people. Yeah, yeah. Whether it's where they're from or how many title reigns they've uh, had. One or, more you know, they started super disheartening thing is when they're showing the fucking measurements and stats of Kofi and Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar has like a foot of reach on Kofi. Like, that just made me sad. <laughs> yeah, they don't really need to do those things. They could have done that for Kane and Brock. They can do that for Tyson Fury and Braun Strowman. They can do that for AJ Styles and Cedric Alexander. But when there's a disparity, <laughs> Kofi's what, 5'10"? Yeah. 5'11", 6 foot maybe, Brock is 6'3". Uh, you, you know, you know what, I'm, I'm, I'm going off of a fucking 50 year old manga off of this, so, so bear with me, but I'm, uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure at least in boxing, if you do like an exhibition match between two people of different weight classes, um, I think the bigger guy has to have like heavier gloves. Oh, uh, Yeah. <laughs> Just, that just to, like right. offset the difference that he's gonna like be hitting harder. Um, yeah, 
They should do something like that for wrestling. So if uh, Leo Rush is like, hey, Big Show, I'm going to take you down. I don't know what they do. He only has to get a, a one count. <laughs> <laughs> a gimmick of a gimmick match of one count would be funny. Um, that's, yeah. a, that's what Impact would do. <laughs> yeah, I was just going to compare that idea to Vince Russo, but it's not that bad. Yeah. <laughs> uh. SmackDown was great up until the end where it just t- sucked all the life out of it and just made me mad for... We're going on uh, four days now. It's it's one thing to have Kofi lose. It's another thing to have him lose in nine seconds or whatever it was. It was instant. Kofi didn't mount any offense. Kofi didn't do anything. He was an afterthought. It's it's the- <laughs> It was, yeah. Co- and then it's the worst thing to have him be an afterthought by premiering some other fucking guy. Who's not, some, who's not a wrestler. Who's... who's who people didn't even recognize in the crowd. There wasn't even really a pop for him because, one, he's so out of shape that they didn't know who he was, and two, this is just a, this isn't related to them not recognizing him. But two, this is a fight that has already happened. What is the appeal of seeing a fake fight version of a real thing that happened? I I I know the comparison could be like, well, you you watched the 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 biopic version of Ford versus uh versus Chevy or what whatever the movie coming out is the movie about the the twenty four hour race, but it's like that's different because that there's a story that brings like it. a cinematic quality to it. There's a story to it, you know. It's 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 a it's a more palatable way to experience something when we're just talking about two guys, um fighting not each in other fight in an shape. MMA octagon. Not in, like, conditioned fighting shape. <laughs> one of them is. The other one is not in any... The other one looks like he's been playing Fortnite and eating Oreos for five years. Um, so, I don't... Chris said one of the thumbs from Spy Kids. That's exactly what he looks like. That is exactly what he fucking looks like. I was laughing like. so yes. hard at my phone when I saw that. Yeah, that is exactly what he fucking looks like. It's, it's stupid. It's it's flat out just stupid. And now let's talk about the pay per view that furthered that they're just fucking stupid. Um, <sighs> it opened, and I was there, and um, it was at least fun to be there. There's right? not a lot. It was very fun to be there, and there's not a whole lot to talk about the experience because the experience was easy. <laughs> when we went to Raw in Sioux Falls, there were 200 plus people packed into a room that got to be 100 degrees because everyone was asses to elbows in there. <laughs> Granted, this is a very small town compared to a, a medium market in America with a brand new arena, but at uh, Golden One in Sacramento, we're lined up outside on a pretty nice day, and then we go through the... We go through the metal detectors outside. You can feel the air conditioning from inside, and there you go, brand new arena. Which it doesn't seem much different from at least the outside, like concessions areas and the escalators and the elevators in the bathroom. Seems like they just copied Arco Arena, honestly. <laughs> but I have only been to like three arenas in my life, three or four, so they might just all be set up that <laughs> way. Um, but yeah, let's talk about the experience being there first before we talk about the pay per view. Yeah. Um, the woos are out. <laughs> Lots of the fiend cosplay. How uh, 
did did your niece or sister just be like why does everyone just keep wooing they at first were definitely just kind of like what's happening (laughs) well like my sister knows but my niece was just like what's (laughs) what's happening and by the time we were leaving the arena after the show they were wooing along with everybody else (laughs) so that's just kind of an infectious thing um i'm talking so much about the the city um the downtown area there they built like like a a rodeo drive essentially Hmm. a around the golden one center so there's just a ton of like shops and restaurants like right next to the opening so there was just people like walking their dog and drinking bubble teas or whatever while everyone was in line (laughs) and a lot of those people were looking at all the wrestling fans like what is wrong with these people and i was like that's the accurate way to look at us (laughs) that's that is how we should be looked at i agree there there were were definitely older people just horrified (laughs) by like why is that guy in that mask with those dreads? And why is that guy dressed up like Macho Man Randy Savage <laughs> screaming at the top of his lungs? Um, but yeah, it was cool. There were no, like, throughout the whole night, there were no... I was probably involved in the weirdest altercation, which I'll get in to. In the what? The weirdest altercation of the night. Oh. Um, yeah, which I'll, I, I will get to. Um... It happened during the opening match, so I won't have a lot to say because I didn't. I saw like the last f- five minutes of that match. Oh. <laughs> um, yeah, so. Um, seats in Golden One. Man, you don't want to be sitting in those for more than two hours because they are, at least upper level, those are cramped. Um, the first person that came out was Lacey Evans, obviously, during the pre show. Yeah. And Lacey Evans got the biggest pop she's probably ever gotten. <laughs> uh, because she was the first person to start doing stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so was that? Eh, eh, eh. It's not It's not too bad, and we were sitting right next to the How stage. How is it compared we to Drew like, McIntyre's bagpipes? Ba- the bagpipes are much <laughs> worse. But, I, you know, I have, there's a lot of variables, because like, I don't know what the audio setup is like in Sioux Falls at the convention center compared to fucking top-of-the-line newest arena in the country, Golden One Center. Or, I guess, second newest now that they opened Chase Center in San Francisco. The Bay always thinking they're better than everyone. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, um, Natty versus Lacey Evans on the, on the pre-show was well-liked. Hmm. Um, it was good to get my sister into the show immediately because my sister knows who Natalia is through Total Divas and likes Natalia a lot. <laughs> and her and Natalia are like the same exact age. So there's a lot there to relate to for her. It was a, it was fine to open the show. I thought there was going to be another match later on. but th- Like for the, kick- the kickoff show, but there was not. Hmm. So... Now, I'll kind of talk about things as we talk about the matches. The pyro at the opening. Do not ever sit (laughs) on the side with the stage ever now that they do pyro again. That pyro goes on for 10 seconds and you can't even like... You can't even like draw breath. It is so fucking like everybody. We we were sitting like as close to that. There's a thing in the back that makes the like the extra loud bangs, and it's like covered by like a curtain. It's in like a big like like rectangular tube, 
And that thing's so fuck. Everybody in the section was just like shaking and fucking screaming the whole time that was happening. And there were like kids like crying and like old people like out of breath after that ended. That was fucking nuts. <laughs> Don't ever sit on that side that close to. I can't imagine what it's like for the people on the floor that are like <laughs> the, the the fire is like singeing their face like. <laughs> Yeah, you can also. I'm very far away. I'm in the nosebleeds. Essentially, you can feel like the Seth Rollins flames, like they are next to you. So if you're that close, you're probably going to get like the cartoon charcoal face. <laughs> <laughs> like that's the pyro is incredible, though. Just the fr- the only complaint I have about the pyro is the first one goes on for so long. <laughs> like, yeah. but everyone else, like Alexa's, was nothing. Uh, Romans was incredible. <laughs> Romans was great. Uh, Seth's was cool. But, uh, yeah. So, I will now talk about the seat debacle, which was people being in our seats in our section. So, there was a whole row in the section over. So, we just sat there and a bunch of other people just kind of looked around and were like, well, this is open. So, I'm going to sit here. And then about an hour into the pay-per-view, an hour from 330 just this group of 10 people show up and those they're like those are our seats. So one of the one of the ushers had to come and rearrange pretty much all of the top 4 rows of 203. And the dude who was in that group was very drunk and was just kind of like he wasn't trying to fight but he was very like aggressive about it. And I was like, there's people in my seats. These people are in somebody's seats, you know, like we're all, we're trying to figure it out. So we went to our seats and there were like three seats next to it. So somebody probably just was like, they didn't know, like, you know, we were in like 13, 14 and 15. And then it was probably like, Oh, we're, we're, you know, going to take, uh, 15 16 17 or something you know like or i think it was on the other side uh so we were like okay we'll just sit here no big deal and then by that time this match had only probably like seven minutes left in it and they still had to continue to be rearranged for until like halfway through the next match because huh. that lady was sending people like across. she there was a there was a moment where she was like she looked at this guy's tickets and she was like you're over there and pointed across the arena and he was like are you serious and she's like, yeah, you are all the way over there. And he had to go to the other side of the arena by himself because I guess he bought the wrong ticket. <laughs> that is from what his friends that bought. Sucks. So, <laughs> yeah, that sucks a lot. So, yeah, uh, this match uh, seemed fine. I can't tell you much about it. I know the contraption Becky built uh, with the kendo sticks. That was and one of the, the best spots. chair. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't. I didn't get to see what happened uh, with it because I was oh. talking to an usher and a drunk man at the same time. She just fucking uh, kicked Sasha while she was in it, <laughs> but it was sweet. All right, that um, was the highlight. It seemed good. I'm gonna go back and rewatch this match. Honestly, it was the best match on the card. <laughs> uh, I assumed so. The ending was cool too, uh, where. Uh, there's a bunch of chairs in the ring and 
uh, Disarmor. I saw that. I uh, I really wanted yeah. Sasha Banks to win this. Me too. And pretty much a lot of the people in my section wanted Sasha to win too. Um, I mean, I don't blame... I'm, I'm not surprised, but... I just feel like they've kind of stalled out with a lot of what's going on with the four horse women. I just feel like they kind of have put themselves in a spot where they're like, they're all pretty popular and we're not sure what to do with them. Yeah. But they just keep doing the same fucking thing with them instead of going like, let's just see what happens if we do this with this person. Like the craziest thing they've done with any of them in the last, since WrestleMania, excuse me, since WrestleMania has been Bailey winning... <laughs> the money in the bank and then winning the title the same night so how was roman reigns and daniel bryan versus luke harper and eric rowan don't ever tell me roman reigns is not over don't ever tell me don't you ever tell me that bullshit don't you ever tell me shit like that um it was probably some of the most crowd interaction i had seen of the night this it's two guys that are everyone loves roman reigns and daniel bryan and there was just so much like, come on, Roman, oh my god, yeah, it's the big dog. Just like in the crowd, like and so much like reaction to when he's like taking hits and when he's, you know, putting out the offense. The ten chant was loud. <laughs> um This match had a pretty good moment too with, with the people near me. There was a couple in front of us, and she definitely did not seem like she watched wrestling in any way. <laughs> Diddy Kong shows he, his he girlfriend was... pro wrestling, and she's not that into it. <laughs> yeah, that, that's well, she was super into that's it. Um, but when they were coming out and they like lined up and everything, and she was like, "Oh, it's a double match," and she like turned him. I've never seen them do a double match before, and he's like, "It's." It's tag team. It's a, it's a tag team. They call it tag team. And she was like, oh, okay. She's just like all in on calling it like double match. Um, She liked uh, Luke Harper and Eric Rowan for some fucking oh, reason. Cool. Um, they, they have cool big guy tag team offense. They do. They, do. It, it, they both Using have, each other as weapons is just exciting. I think, I think them is. as themselves and not bludgeon brothers versions is just already cooler. Is better, yeah. It's, it's better. Like, Bludgeon Brothers. Bludgeon Brothers was gimmick for no reason. <laughs> yeah, honestly, like it's something that Bludgeon, Bludgeon Brothers could have happened like in 2022 when when Rowan and Harper completely stalled out and there was nothing left to do with them. It's like they played their card like two turns too early. Yeah. Like Bludgeon Brothers was something you just keep in your back pocket for when you really need it, but nope. We're going to do this as fast as possible. But yeah, I mean, the, the the crowd was really into this match. The tables, when they went to the announce tables, that was like, people were going <laughs> nuts. People were going absolutely nuts. There was a, um, what are you going to do with three tables? There's only two of them. <laughs> and like, just a guy yelling in the crowd. And I was like, yeah, that's, yes. What are you going to do with, what are you do with all three of those tables? <laughs> What was this like from your perspective, from television? Uh, pretty cool. I like. Yeah. I like Luke Harper wearing a snap case shirt. That's really cool. It was exciting. I, I like their big man tag team offense that they have using each other's weapons. Uh, I like Roman Reigns and Dana Bryan Bryan teaming together, especially uh, when you see someone get hit with a knee and then a Superman punch. Yep. <laughs> yeah, that was incredible. 
it's it's same with the 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 spot on the table where uh Daniel Bryan got that like hurricanrana thing sort of as Roman got a spear through the table that was a great spot just Daniel Bryan intercepting <laughs> of course the end was nice because I don't know how else you think he's gonna win it's Roman Reigns <laughs> the the bigger point of contention in the audience was is Daniel Bryan going to turn on Roman afterwards Ooh. and then he didn't that they, was they, uh... Daniel Bryan hugged Roman because you know that's what Roman yeah. that's what Daniel Bryan does is hug <laughs> So, Dan Bryan's face again, and I think that's smart. Yeah, I think with uh, moving to Fox, that's a good move. I think you need uh, yeah. a good guy. Yeah. Where, wherever you put him, you you definitely need a good guy, but Dan Bryan's definitely going to be on SmackDown. Um, yeah, I think that's probably going to happen, I think, just because big name. Yeah. They should definitely have Roman there, too, <laughs> and Brock. Yeah. Well, we know Raw's definitely going to be like the kind of like these are the guys we're we're we're, we're working on getting histories for, and SmackDown's going to be like these are all. The I know how bad booking works now. What do you mean? When normal people in the audience see Randy Orton fighting Mustafa Ali, and I'm hearing in multiple directions, "What's going on? Why is he fighting him? What's going on?" <laughs> yeah. That's not good. And I think they set That's this up on the bad. pre-show. What about the I pre-show? I think they set this up like backstage at the pre-show. No, we didn't see that. Didn't yeah, I was going to ask. You don't get to see any of the bad pre-show commentary? Uh, no, we don't get to see any of that. And we didn't start getting segments until the show had started. That's what I figured. Like the, the Street Profits and then the 24-7 title stuff with Tamina, which is still baffling. <laughs> I think um, um, I think it was just a bet. The kickoff show was just like uh, a sharp Charlie being like, "How's it feel with all these setbacks you've been facing?" It's like, "How's it feel that the person who that that could have been you on Friday getting turned into a fucking joke because we don't care about you?" Uh, that's basically what I get from it. Whenever they talk to Ali about missed opportunities, it's like, "How does it feel that because you got hurt, someone was able to win the world title in a?" Cinderella fairy tale story. Yeah, that's probably not fun for him to constantly have to hear. But um, there's that. Uh, the only thing, there's two things I have to say about this match. Ali's counter to the first RKO is incredible. That was Good. great. That was that. That got like a bit of a gasp <laughs> in the arena. That got me. I was like, oh, it's done. But I was like, oh shit. Uh, the other thing is, uh, Randy Orton can can uh drunkenly say the N word on a Twitch stream and put over the new promotion. Uh, and still score a victory after yeah, he lost. He lost in a feud. He he backed back losses to the WWE champion two nights in a row. Two well, back just not two nights in a row. I think it's on. Yeah, it was on a uh, SmackDown after. But yeah, uh, currently that's what it just made me upset because I think Ali should have won just because Ali. But uh, they're like, oh, we don't have any matches for this card. Let's. Well, give them the Viper. Let the Viper win so they can get the RKO out of nowhere. Um, yeah, and, and like, for for booking for the in-arena crowd, that's a good thing because Randy Orton immediately got, like, a, oh, fuck, yeah, yeah from, like, everybody was just like, yes, yeah. the Viper's here. So, so 
that's smart. But yeah, he's impervious to punishment. He's, he's definitely at that echelon of superstar where you you can't you're not gonna do he, anything he should, to him. for for what right. he did. He should at least be uh, take a pay per view loss to Mustafa Ali. And also, after their feud, he is looking better than Kofi, which feels yep. bad. Bad booking. Yep. It's it's ex, it's extraordinarily bad. Booking. <sighs> Women's tag team match, Alaska Bliss versus Nikki Cross. Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross versus Kabuki Warriors. Um They announced this on social media. I didn't look at any of that, so this was news to me, and I was like just baffled that I got to see Oscar live. I was just how, like in awe how for was like it? five minutes. It was great. <laughs> and do you remember Do you remember Friday in an Xbox Live party, me talking about it's Friday or no, it was definitely Friday night. No, it was it was it's my bad. It was Saturday night. Me talking about the Tajiri mist because I was watching ECW. Yeah, <laughs> isn't that so fucking weird? That is weird. That is so weird. I'm just, I'm just like watching all ECW stuff and watching Tajiri do the mist, and then one of my favorite wrestlers of all time is not only on the card, which I didn't know about because I didn't check any social media because. I wanted these four extra matches to be a surprise. Smart. But she wins with the Tajiri Mist, which less than 24 hours later, I had been... Well, it's not the Tajiri Mist. Definitely a ton more Japanese wrestlers have used it before, and probably just wrestlers in general. But, yeah, that's... Definitely feels like a, hey, you know how to do that mist? And she's just like, yeah, I did it. I did it a bunch. And it's just like, okay, do that, and you're going to win. It's so good. Uh... I was, I was, as soon as I was already in a bad mood, uh, from Friday. And then when this mess started, I sent a message to a friend like, Hey, I was sad about what happened on Friday. I'm going to get to watch another one of my favorite wrestlers. Just do the job on Sunday. Great. I'm just going to be in a bad mood. And there's a couple times where I thought that was going to happen. <laughs> yeah. Uh, when, when she hit that mist, I was like, screaming <laughs> and then when they won i stood up and was like looking around like oh my fucking god oh my fuck and i and i forgot for a second that not only is it unfortunately not only is it i mean oscar got a big pop yeah. but i don't know how excited my section was because when i stood up when they won it was like okay it's the women's titles <laughs> like who cares and everyone was just looking at me like shut up man <laughs> like I'm honestly surprised I didn't get shown on TV because I was a freak. I was like jumping up and down, like stomping my feet. Like, are you fucking kidding me? Yes! Like, I, yeah. I got to see my, probably my favorite wrestler of the last, like, two years of watching wrestling win a, a title. Like, that's, it was great. That was incredible. It, it was, uh, two things that, uh, are way overdue these two winning the tag titles and oscar having the spooky clown heel turn yeah they definitely should do clown con up please the, the, do that the stuff that they've please been doing do that oscar's been doing on social media is so good she's just like pictures of her and Kyrie like recovered it in the fucking green mist because she has to put something in her mouth to make it happen and just them posing with the belts like we think cheating's wrong <laughs> Oh, that's good. Uh, that's I good. Tweeted, uh, I tweeted at them. I was hoping she'd retweet it, but she didn't. Uh, 
what happens if you try to accuse Oscar of cheating? And it was a link to one of the tweets where she'd had the Oscar point and the Vince McMahon limo explosion. <laughs> yeah. She probably at least saw that and liked it. She 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 didn't like physically like it, but she probably looked at that and was like, "Yeah, keep using the gift." It's so good. It's uh, very good. And I, I'm so happy. I hope they're drafted to NXT. That that's the cool thing about this is like nobody's gonna get to float. And I personally, I'll talk about the draft a little bit right now, um, because there's not much to talk about with Raw really. Yep. Um, they're gonna get to float, and I personally think that 205 Live and NXT and NXT UK should get picks. Like not like NXT and NXT UK 205 Live shouldn't get like you know a full show to select people but in the middle of raw and smackdown next week all three of those brands should get like okay this is one of their two picks you know and that would be a good way for drew mcintyre to get selected to nxt uk and if this guy everybody knows uh is on nxt uk then you can you're pushing that a little bit harder because then drew mcintyre versus walter is a big man match and it's probably a good match (laughs) there's no way it's a bad match at least but yeah, this is probably my favorite moment of the whole pay-per-view. Uh, the main event probably would have been, but uh, yeah. Let's uh, let's talk about these fucking filler matches here. Uh, um, Braun Strowman punched out AJ Styles because Tyson Fury. Next. There you go. Chad Gable finally beats King Corbin, but it doesn't matter because he's he isn't retroactively King of the Ring. Uh, some, something uh, um, you missed because you were in the arena and not watching at home is, uh, you know, I, you got to hear Corbin go, dubbing him Shorty Gable. <laughs> man, yeah. man, man, man. Oh, are we talking about the, are we talking about the Gable promo afterward? No, before when Baron Corbin was like, uh, I, I calling him Shorty Gable. Okay. Okay. But what you missed... Oh, no, I heard yeah, that. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm uh, pretty sure you heard that. But what you didn't get to hear yeah. is Michael Cole and Corey Graves argue back and forth on whether or not he should be called Shorty Gable. It was stupid. The yeah, only thing that's... that was funny is uh, Michael Cole was clearly intoxicated a little bit. Like, he took, like, a shot or two. Uh, and was, like, it was kind of, like, giggling, being like, I, I didn't mean to call him that. Honestly, I I just think I just think Michael Cole likes Corey Graves a lot as a friend, and that's why he keeps him on his commentary yeah. team. It sucks. I, I'm I'm gonna be the I'm gonna be the bad guy because most people I think we're in agreement, but most people love Corey Graves. But I, I I'm just so over it. I'm just so fucking over it. I don't like obnoxious yelling and putting yourself over in wrestling commentary. I don't. It's not fun. Uh, yeah, this this match oh. was pretty good, but uh, this got the worst reception, probably. I'm not surprised. Um, yeah, this was like audible booing because it went on for a long time, and um. A lot of people were just really ready for it to end. Like, 
there was nobody who was like, yeah, Gable's great around me, you know, like, like, like loud, like cheering for Gable. There was, a, there were a couple in the area, like, come on, Gable. But mostly everybody was just kind of like, fuck, we want to get through this. This sucks. Um, so yeah, Gable got the, Gable got the sneak roll up and beat Corbin. And then there was the segment later on when he was, when Chad Gable was being interviewed by... Kayla Braxton one of the not Renee Youngs um and there was a dude at the top of the arena because that was pretty close to the very top who was just fuck you Gable you're a shit promo and I was like alright this guy was really loud during the match I'm gonna turn around I'm like hey he's not that bad and he was like no man he fucking sucks and I was like he's okay and he's like for he's a good indie promo and I was like I'm not gonna argue any further, so I'm just gonna say he's a good wrestler, though, right? Like he's he's great in a ring if he got time, like American Alpha and stuff. And he's like, oh, absolutely. And the guy went in for the bump, and I was like, yeah, okay, we're think think. And he's like, he's just a shit promo. That's why they don't push him. And I was like, in my mind, I was like, they don't push him because he's like five eight. <laughs> like that's there was a lot of immediate, just like, oh my god, he's so short when Gable came out, and I was like, yep, this is that's this is why Vince McMahon feels like this. It's just what it's what. For lack of a better term, it's what normies are going to notice, right? Like, it's they're just going to be like, yeah, short. Short, bad, tall, win. Yeah. So, I kind of I kind of have a little bit more of an understanding for tall, tall good, short, bad <laughs> from Vince McMahon now. I don't think it's what you should yeah. do, but um, I know why he has that feeling now. Because he's probably listened to a lot of people go, it doesn't, it doesn't make sense that so-and-so beat... Doesn't make sense that Bret Hart beat Diesel. Bret Hart's short. Next match was cool. Made me sad. Yeah. I don't think there's really anywhere to go with Bailey, and Flair's gonna make you money on Fox because of her last name. That's why it feels bad. I was in the bathroom for Charlotte's intro and I was mad. Oh no. Yeah, I was I was real mad. Were you in the bathroom and hear the you're like fuck Yeah, and the pyro. She got pyro, Mm, right? I can't remember. Yeah, I feel like she. I feel like I heard pyro, and I was just pissed. I was pissed because I was like, I gotta go to the bathroom, and my sister was like, "Go now, this fucking match sucks." And I was like, "Well, I want to see who wins between Gable and Corbin." And I was like, "She was just like, just go. It doesn't. Who cares? This is boring." And I was like, "Uh, no, I gotta see what happens." <laughs> just like I gotta see. Carmella won back. Our truth won back his title from Tamina. Yeah. I was hoping Funaki would yeah. be. 24-7 champion. Yeah, Funaki got a pop. I can say that much. Oh, yeah. Funaki got a bit of a like, yeah, Funaki. Smackdown number one, Funaki. <laughs> I love Funaki. He's good. Um, He's really good on the Edge and Christian show. Oh, oh yeah, I've seen him on that, like, in, like, a still yeah. recently. Um, it's This just feels bad because it's definitely just a, it's what's good for business booking decision. And... Um, Charlotte is at number 10. She's the first double-digit women's champion. She's already holding the record. I think they're going to, within like the next three years, she'll probably have as many, have as, many as Dad. Um, yeah, I think so too. And the ending where Bailey's just like screaming, like throwing stuff and like crying, like why does this always happen to me? Like that, it sucks. 
<laughs> it feels bad. I don't care that she was the I, heel in the situation, that she's been shitty recently. She She's right. She just keeps getting fucked over, and it feels bad. I don't have any empathy for it because she is the heel and has cheated. Um, or I guess I should say sympathy. But, like, yeah, you guys fucked her up again. Anytime they put Bailey in anything, they fuck her up. Uh, because there's probably just too much of a worry of, like, she's not good on the mic. Uh, even though her stuff with Charlotte was pretty good when she was, like, pushing Charlotte out of the chair and things like that. She's yeah, a, a, an o- okay heel and was able to sell some of that stuff decently. Problem with Bailey being a heel is that it it's the Styles Clash TM of, like, you can't have someone look like a Lisa Frank uh, personified, which I got... Which the, the the girlfriend in front of me got mad at me for saying Lisa Frank. <laughs> uh, she was she was like Lisa Frank's better than her. And I was like okay. Um, but yeah, um, you you can't just have her be a bad guy, but still have Bailey buddies and the smiling little hugging logo and the music the way it is. You got to do something. Pe- pe- people are confused. That's. That's the thing is like if they, if 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 that if most wrestling fans respond to things the way I saw them respond to things on Sunday evening, they're not going to understand that Bailey's supposed to be a bad guy when she has all this bright, colorful stuff and the happy pop music and she's smiling and still doing the same stuff. You have to have like a legit heel turn. I, I think that's part of and what they're going with her because she doesn't. She thinks she's in the right. He, so yeah. Uh, they're definitely gonna heel turn, like super heel turn, both of them. I think I think Sasha and Bailey should definitely get new stuff. They WWE just seems to like hold on to themes really hard, right? Like the th- actual theme songs. Yeah. Like they, unless something drastic yeah. is happening, happening like the Fiend, they don't they don't change that shit at yeah. all. Yeah, unless it's like a gimmick change. Yeah, which I think. I don't think Sasha needs, but Bailey might need if she's going to be. But it was definitely a four Fox decision there. Yeah. Match was match was pretty good itself. I mean, Bailey deserves better. Yes. Let's talk about this virtual boy ass. Oh, you now. took my joke. Oh yeah! I was yeah. I was gonna message you. Main event brought to you by Nintendo Virtual Boy. I was like, no, I'll save it for the podcast. That'll be better. Damn! Yeah. I thought of it too as soon as I saw what it looked like on TV. <laughs> when when I like when I like came home, I think it was on my phone, like scrolling through Instagram, and I saw what it looked like, and I was like, that was a little fucking Virtual Boy game. <laughs> uh, so. It was exciting for a while. The Fiend's entrance was cool. Feels good to be part of the Fireflies. I was looking for your phone. I don't know if I found your phone or not. <laughs> uh, it was... I like the lighting choice. I'm, I saw a lot of people complain about it, but... Did it hurt your eyes watching on TV? No. Okay, see... It seemed like it might have for people closer to the ring, mm. but where I was, it's it was great. It looked really cool. I need to go. I need to watch the main event again, and I need to watch or not the main event, but the opening match and then the main event again, mm. just 
to like kind of catch up, but I want to see what that main event looked like on TV. I thought it looked great. Um, there's a spot where the fiend like pushed the camera guy. That was cool. I think I saw him do that. Yeah. Uh. So, um, there was a lot of really cool stuff, like the fiend no selling a kendo stick strike. Yeah, multiple. Yeah. I think. Um, very quickly, uh, beating the shit out of Seth and, and like getting two counts on him. Uh, the part where it's where the match started to turn to, uh, when Seth started doing like repeated stomps, people started booing, which, yeah, that sucked. That sucked. Which part people booing or watching it? Just, 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 there doesn't need to be that much of a, of a finisher spam, in my opinion. They really don't need to do, like, eight stomps. Like, I know it's selling that the Fiend is strong, and they're gonna do the weapon spot later for, like, oh, he's gonna get up from weapons, but just, just have him take chair shots to the back or something. Like, that's... That's a, I don't want to be hypocritical and complain about repeated F5s, but not complain about repeated stomps, you know? I think it worked more in a storytelling sense here, just because the Fiend can get up out of it. Uh, I, I think after the first time he did a bunch of stomps and it didn't do anything, uh, he should have stopped the stomps. Yeah. Like, I think I th- I think the second time he went in on them is when the booing really yeah. started to be like... Okay, move on. When uh, when he did a bunch of stomps and a pedigree, and Bray kicks out at one, that's insane. Yeah, yeah, that was that yes. was that was what yeah. took out Braun, and that's more than what took out Brock, and he just kicks out of it. Um, yeah, hitting him with the chair, kicking out, hitting him in the fucking top of the head with a chair, one count. That's crazy. Uh. Yeah, a ladder, ladder into the chair, two count. That's nuts. <laughs> uh, towards yeah. the end is when it starts getting weird. Uh, before that though, there was also when he pulled out the fucking hammer he squished Ramblin' Rabbit with. That was fun. That made me laugh. That was great. I, uh, <laughs> that was most people in the arena were kind of like, "What's that?" But there were a few people who were like, "Yeah, cool." Uh, continuity. The. The ending was just weird because he was just, like, stacking chairs and ladders on top of him. Uh, smashed toolbox onto it. Uh, and then he he uh, he grabbed a sledgehammer and the ref's like, That's not you, Seth. Come on, you're better than this. It's not you. And then as soon as he smashed the hammer on there, the, it was a ref stoppage. It's not DQ. It's ref stoppage. It doesn't make it better, but know what you're complaining no. about. <laughs> It almost it almost makes it worse in my mind, where it's like, no, it's not the thing that that would be bad. It's something else. It's like, who fucking cares? It's hell in a cell. Mankind almost died in this yeah. match. This is a, uh, I, f- this is about a, this is pretty much as bad as Brock Lesnar storming the cage last year. They're both um, bad for different yeah. reasons. Last year is because we can't be free of Brock for more than a month. This one is bad because uh, the fiend is cool. <laughs> Yeah, um, there was just chance of AEW restart match refund. I'm sure it was worse for you. Uh, yeah, I definitely was not partake. I was. I didn't do the refund one because I didn't want to <laughs> refund. Like that doesn't make sense. I had a good time, but 
the rest of them I partook in because it's just I don't know. Re- My thing is restarting the match makes sense. Get rid of one of the other fucking stupid showcase matches you could have had on Raw during the draft or SmackDown or Raw next week. <laughs> just uh, get rid of during the actual draft and just let them restart that just match. Get rid of they didn't do a whole lot Orton. of cardio. Yeah, exactly. They didn't do a whole lot of cardio throughout that Hell in a Cell match. If he gets up, and then if the Fiend gets up and then grabs one the ref by the by the shirt and says restart it, and they lower the cage again, it doesn't matter if he wins or not. That's cool. He he survived a sledgehammer to the yeah. head. Like if they d- they. They, ki- they, I don't think they killed the fiend, but they definitely did not do the character any service by. Here's doing this, having this match end here's, this way. If you want to have the like no contest ref stoppage kind of thing, um, here's here's how you do it. Uh, you. I think if because what happened is they're loading the fiend up onto a stretcher. That's I don't I didn't care for that. That was ridiculous. Uh, He's a monster. I no one should want to interact yeah, with him. He it should be like as Seth is like getting up out of the ring. He Undertaker sits up, kind of thing. Um, yeah, but yeah. the fiend woke up and mandible clawed Seth on the like after exposing the concrete and the mandible claw. Like, Seth was like, a ton of blood was coming out of his mouth, in quotations. Have him do that, and have the ref, like, just end the match out of fear. Like. Have the ref <laughs> run away. <laughs> yeah, and they don't have an official, so they just end the match. That yeah. that pro- that wouldn't, people probably still would have boozed, but it wouldn't have been as bad. Nope, it would not have been as bad. I. You know what the, the best yeah. thing to come out of this was, though? What's that? Uh, no Seth or the Fiend on Raw. Yeah. I mean, Raw's not super worth talking about this week, unless you want to talk about Lana Rusa. <laughs> That's all I want to talk about. Yeah. Well, I'll say quickly, the rest of it, was, along with the middle of the Hell in a Cell card, um, was definitely just showcase. And I was thinking today, if they would have called out Mustafa Ali, Randy Orton... That eight-man tag or six-man tag, whatever it was. And then, um, what was the other non-title match on the card other than Rome? There was another one, wasn't there? Oh, King King Corbin versus Chad Gable, yeah. If they would have, beforehand, if they would have had the announcers say, like, um, this is a showcase for the upcoming WWE draft. Like, and, and then give a little explanation the first time, like, um, uh, Performer or wrestlers will be... Dub, there you go. Superstars will be drafted to Raw and SmackDown, and these matches can help their draft stock to get drafted at a higher position or something like that. Then those matches don't get booed, you know? Yeah. All three of them at some point got like, this fucking sucks, move on. Um, and if you at least have that stipulation for them or that announcement beforehand then it means a little bit of something, <laughs> which it didn't. And and that's what a lot of what Raw was. The last women standing match with Natalia versus Lacey Evans, which was pretty, pretty good. Um, Viking Raiders versus Ziggler and Rude. Uh, Aleister Black versus Sunil and Samir Singh. 
OC versus Lucha House Party. Um, and then Ricochet versus Apollo Crews. It was all pretty much just a continuation of the that middle of Hell in a Cell. Ricochet so versus just... Cruz was great, uh, since they're like best friends. I missed that match. Oh, that sucks. Yeah, I'm probably gonna find a clip on YouTube or something. I didn't watch the end of uh, last night's Raw because I don't give a fuck about Tyson Fury. It was Did not, not great. Um, yeah. The uh, it's two people that I couldn't care yep. less about. In a few the two people. big things that I need that I really want to mention is uh, from raw because this was like a throwaway raw because the draft is gonna be much more fun to talk about um yeah. one Kyrie sane pinned the champion becky lynch the man Kyrie sane got a pinfall on her yes she i don't did. care that they cheated she yes, still she pinned did. becky lynch that's huge um mm-hmm. that means they're taking her a little both of them a little bit more seriously and uh i missed like the first three minutes of raw <laughs> Mm. So I don't know what happened before uh, Rusev was talking with they. With, uh, they did the intro and cut to Rusev fighting Randy Orton and, and uh, okay, <laughs> yeah. There was no pyro or anything. It was the intro, and then it was Rusev like punching Randy Orton and Michael Cole, being like, "We're right into the action here on Monday Night Raw." Blah, blah, blah. Like I was like, "Okay," but I sure did love Rusev almost like standing in the ring about to cry when Bobby Lashley is in his bedroom. Cool. Be- yeah. And he's like, <laughs> I like your robe. This is your robe. And this is your bedroom. That means this is your bed. And he like gets in the bed all comfy. takes off the robe. He's like in fucking compression shorts. <laughs> Lays down in the bed. And there's someone else in here with me. And it's Lana. She gets, she's in like bright pink underwear. She gets yeah. in the bed with, with the Dominator and like takes off her bra, makes it look like she's taking off her bra. She giggles as they turn off the lights, and then Lashley says something weird about like Rusev sending all of his money back to his family in Bulgaria. Yeah, and and Lana was like, "Yeah, I hate that." She made like, a, "I hate that like reaction." And I was like, "Oh, that's <laughs> this just makes Lana Ouch. look like a bitch." It does. <laughs> like this, I'm conf- no better way about it. They must think a lot about rusev bobby lashley feud to not have just had something happen at hell in the <laughs> this is good not even the match between them i love them. it <laughs> i like yeah. this is just because it's funny i just, just, I, just I just love i just love all just all day i'm like oh how did he get lana it has to be his favorite pose pose oh yeah oh yeah you know it's funny i was I was doing a job interview on Saturday and I was talking about wrestling with the guy and he was like, yeah, I used to like wrestling a lot until they did the Kane and Lita's baby angle. Mm. Uh, that's when I stopped watching. He's only like three, four years older than us. And I was like, yeah, they don't do stuff like that anymore. And immediately just camera zooms into my eye. Just Rusev watching Lana and, and Lashley like making out zooms out and i was like yeah no they don't they don't do stuff like that anymore (laughs) they definitely do they definitely do (laughs) potentially worse shit if lana and rusev get a divorce vince mcmahon owes rusev and lana a lot of money do you know what macho man randy savage said once 
never do a feud with your or never do an angle where your wife is cheating on you or gonna leave you for wrestling sort of it's it's better uh he he worded in a macho man way he's like i had my wife in an angle now i don't have a wife no more yeah yeah that's what i'm afraid of my thing is rusev really fucking loves lana a lot if this you pay like, attention to like this social is, this media this is the first shit. time they've done this though so i like i feel like <laughs> yeah but i don't think the miz was like fucking mowing down on was it ziggler. the miz right is it, yeah i don't think ziggler was like up in there like lashley got last <laughs> week so i don't i don't know it's it'll be fine probably uh and it's the only thing I care about at all from Blood Money Nine. It's a, uh, I it's like a thing I think about. It's like there's an extra level of difference between like actors doing like a sex scene or a a romance movie because in a movie I know someone's gonna dispute this with me. And it's in the back of my head. Someone's gonna be like, "But wait, that in a movie you're not pretending the movie is real." You don't pretend the movie is real life. And I have yeah. to word that right, because I know, I, I'm sure if I say that in an Xbox Live party, someone will chime up and be like, well, are you just supposed to be like, this is a movie, none of this matters. No, but it's a little bit different with wrestling. That's why I feel like it's probably weirder. It's like, did, how, how do you, what? Yeah. It's all happening live in front of tens of thousands of people uh, being watched by a million or two at home uh, being watched on YouTube by millions. The idea is that it's like, and you have to keep it up that it sucks and you hate it. If you, you know, interact with fans, yeah. even if you're just saying like, ah, oh, yeah, I'm sad about that. Like then just gloss over it. Yeah. It's not as bad as it was back in the day, but you still have to be on, like, social media and stuff. And Yeah. I guess uh, that's something that got Braun in trouble is when he was in that feud with Roman two years ago when they were, like, throwing each other in, like, ambulances and shit. Like, yeah, Braun tweeted a picture of him with Roman and a bunch of guys at, like, the Coliseum in Rome. <laughs> yeah, that's... Yeah, you have to maintain a level of kayfabe. I believe in I believe in a little bit of kayfabe. Also, I think since last time we did an episode, Al Snow buried Dave Meltzer. Oh, I didn't know that happened. Oh no, it was wrestling fans. I think it was. I'll send you the clip. Ooh. Al Snow's a very smart. Was he dude. talking to his uh, mop? He he was not. <laughs> he was not talking to. He's not talking to head. Oh no! Wait. Uh. Oh yeah, the head. Oh wait, Raven killed it. I forgot about that. Raven put yeah. it in wood chipper. I I in the last year I just got the joke of it being called head. <laughs> it's it's fucking head dumb. Is... Uh. That's it. <laughs> that's yeah. That's that is Four it. Four hours later. That's it. <laughs> that's all. I guess that's it. Um. It's definitely probably not going to maintain being this long, but because there was there was a pay-per-view and then there was all these premieres and stuff, there was a lot to talk about. Yeah. Uh, next week... Well, I think we'll probably do it... I think Tuesdays is a good day. Yeah, and next week we'll probably just go over the draft picks because they're showcase matches, so there might be something crazy with like Ricochet or Cedric yeah. or 
you know, like... There's only one thing I'm watching uh, out with besides uh, draft picks, and that's if Kofi makes it to TV. Yeah, I'm worried that they're going to break up the New Day. Yeah. I'm worried about that. That seems like a thing that is possible. And, of course, AEW and NXT. Yeah. They're going to be happening, and we'll cover them as much as we can. So, yeah, there's two hours and, like, 35 minutes... <laughs> Of podcast for you. I'll cut it down some, probably like two ten. <laughs> two hours and fifteen minutes of podcast for you. <laughs> two hours and thirty. I cut out as much as I could. Yeah, hey, uh, <laughs> I mean, it, I don't know how much bad stuff we talk, useless stuff we talked about. But where can people get more of CWFP and other great podcasts, Joy? <laughs> you can find. Us here on the Orange Groves Network, uh, where there's all sorts of podcasts. A new episode of We Are Watching One Piece came out. We just did a commentary track as well. We just recorded an episode. So, there's that. Uh, That's where I watch One Piece with a friend and talk about it. Um, You can find me on Twitter, at NoamJory, tweeting about media I'm consuming, uh, wrestling... World of Warcraft, mostly. Um, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> recently, I was on a new podcast to join the network called It's All Been Done, which is a Bare Naked Ladies podcast about the band of the Bare Naked Ladies, a band who the only song I found out the only song I actually know by them is the Big Bang Theory theme. All right, all right let's. I don't. I want to commit too much memory to this. Just keep keep rolling. <laughs> <laughs> Where I just I listened to a song and we just talked about it with the hosts and a couple other people from the Orange Groves. It was a lot of fun. You can follow us on Twitter at CWFPCast on Twitter. I'll let you know when new episodes are up and stuff. Um, thinking we'll probably find a way to switch things up for new format. I'll probably like see about getting a new icon or logo or something. Uh, yeah. Might, like, Cool. Might see some Keep... updates to the feed. There might be some changes in numbering just because I think, like, season two or, I don't know, reboot, CFP boot. I don't know. CWFP, CFP, CWFP yeah. boot. Um, so, yeah, what about you, Cameron? Just follow me on Twitter at Cam Hambone. Um... I forgot to I forgot to shout out my man. I was sitting next to Corlin. He was we were having a good time during the main event talking about NXT and stuff nice. like that. Uh, yeah. Uh, hope you had a good time at the show and enjoy listening to the show. Um, if you did, if you made it this far, if you didn't, ah, you don't hear your shout out. Um, yeah, you can follow me on Twitter at Cam Hambone. Uh, I'm tweeting about wrestling and video games doom got delayed today so i'm sad oh, i'm glad i don't have to buy doom eternal see I don't you next have year to spend that money this year is that is that isn't that bad that that's the first thing we think of when a game gets delayed it's not damn i'm not gonna play doom eternal in a month it's oh my god thank you i don't have to spend 80 no that's right that's why it's good <laughs> like, there's that and i think the game will be better and the developers won't die oh it yeah, that's my favorite part about it is that people are going to get to like see their families over the yeah. holidays and not crunch to get this game out that could potentially be buggy or messed up and then they'll get a bunch of backlash so you crunched just to get made fun yeah. of and ridiculed <laughs> um yeah so yeah follow at cam hambone again um i want to 
try to watch one wrestling movie this fall other than uh, the December to Dismember <laughs> special. We'll probably we'll probably do like Ready to Rumble or something. That I I like that one as the first one just because that's a movie I watched a lot as oh, a kid. I've never seen it. I was I I don't know what movie channel it was on. Maybe I was watching it on like TNT or some <laughs> shit. But I watched it a lot as a kid, and it exclusively being WCW wrestlers is cool. Um, I don't know much about it besides it's David Arquette. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, it was. That's pretty much yeah. David Arquette, he was the world heavyweight champion, and it probably that probably happened as a result of Ready to Rumble, and it's Warner Brothers, Warner media owner own, owning WCW. So like when I watched Ready to Rumble as a kid, I pretty much only knew who Booker T was and everyone else I was just like, who's that? Like, they seem cool. Yeah. So yeah, uh and then obviously in December we have December to Dismember 2 coming up. We're going to watch it again. I'm going to see who I can trick into watching it. Yeah, we got to definitely get so this is now the the thing with this is every year we have to trick someone else. We should have one of our personal like close like South Dakota friends watch it. Like how great would it be to have Tyler who's already kind of like uh about wrestling watch this terrible pay per view? That would be I great. Forget. I bet I could get. I bet if I just like did a thing where it's just a bunch of them and we have Tyler on because I bet I could I could talk enough of them into it that's like. I could get Veronica, Tyler, Tilly, Ian, all to watch it. Yeah, I think we could. T- <laughs> we could definitely yeah, do that. that. that would be find fun. someone on the Orange Rose here to talk about it with us. Yeah, um, I mean, keeping it in house would be I a just, good idea. Too. I just preface this: this is the worst pay per view ever, and also the mixed tag match is uh disgusting. Yeah, it. Yeah, it really is. Um. <laughs> We maybe shouldn't exhaust our Orange Robes connections yet because we're going to be doing this for a long time. <laughs> we have to get the, maybe get them later because if they start like talking about how awful it is, then we won't be able to book any of them to do December to Dismember in like five years. They'll be like, oh, I'm busy. I just had five kids in the last week. Sorry, I cannot uh, watch that. The, the only person I, I know for sure would be up for is Chris at some point because he loves Kevin Thorne. Ooh, and yeah. Like, Okay, so if our friends fall through, then we should try to get Chris. <laughs> I know it's in like a half jokey way, but it's just so funny how enthusiastic he is about Kevin Thorne. <laughs> is Kevin Thorne the vampire yes. dude? Okay, Kevin Thorne's kind of cool. <laughs> like in a dumb way, I kind of get it. I kind of get it. Oh, uh, here you go. Breaking news. Are you ready for Gronkowski to be on SmackDown because now he works for Fox Sports? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm Saker. And I'm Evan. And our podcast is It's All Been Done, a Bare Naked Ladies podcast. Hey, what's that podcast about, Ev? So, do you know of a band called Bare Naked Ladies? One week. Yeah, yeah, that's one of them. Okay, all right, cool. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Do you ever want to learn more about them? Or... Absolutely not. <laughs> okay, well, then this is the podcast for you because we teach you nothing with various guests. Yeah, like uh, like Matt Besser. Holy shit. Climbed in a second story window and partied in this house where we barely didn't know at all the people that was crazy holy fuck mike mitchell why well, I, I don't know how how like how much you guys really do love bare naked ladies justin mcelroy grab your tongue grab your tongue and i want you to say Our born tongue. on a pirate ship you were born on a pile of shit and many more so check it out but also if you don't like bare naked ladies we talk about them probably like a third of the time so. uh yes that's every Tuesday, wherever fine podcasts are sold. We could make a board game about it. Hi, I'm Theo, and this is LGB Time Machine, an LGBTQ plus history podcast. In each episode, I'll research and then discuss a topic or time period or person that's relevant to LGBTQ plus history, and hopefully this will encourage more people to look into our history. So far, I've done a broad overview of the persecution of LGBTQ plus folks in the U.S., talked about the homophile movement, the Lavender Scare, LGBTQ plus bars, and looked at some of the riots and events leading up to and including Stonewall. Tune in to the Orange Groves Network to learn some cool facts about LGBTQ plus history that you might not have known before.